What's up, movie fans and Netflix bingers? This is the Bros Who Binge podcast. My name is Adam Schubert. As always, I'm joined by Lyndon Burton. Lyndon, I feel like I'm just watching people in bubbles right now. Sports is going on. Big Brother just started. I, I mean, I am just so pumped with what's going on on TV live, but even what's going on streaming too. So, like, what's up with you? Man, I... <sighs> God, I'm not, I, I told myself I wouldn't carry this anguish to every show I'm doing this week, but it's so hard when you ask me what's going on with me in terms of how I'm doing because half of my morale is doing great because of, like you said, what's going on with streaming, uh, the new movies we're going to talk about, shit, I'm excited about our discussion, some of the trailers, like, it's lit right now to be a movie fan, even though we're, we aren't watching movies, but like, other than that, like, all the news from DC fandom to everything that's going on, I'm hyped, but... You had to bring the one up the, thing that you, you had to bring up the NBA could, bubble and got me sad, oh. man. <laughs> it's like, I know this isn't the show, but like, gosh, RIP to the Pellies, bro. It's over. RIP. We'll give them their we'll, we'll give them their eulogy on Thursday, but oh my gosh, oh, Jesus! I'm, I'm glad I didn't watch any of that. Actually, I, di- I didn't either. I'm, I'm so happy I didn't watch that today. <laughs> I have to watch the rewatch before we record just so I can know what happened. But like. I woke up and I was like, oh, this is so bad. <laughs> and not only did I lose the Pelicans, though, the Penguins got upset by the last seeded team in the whole Western Conference. They, they, invited, they invited in the Chicago Blackhawks and the Montreal Canadiens to be like, oh, you know, legendary Inclusion. franchises. We got to put them in there. Let's just have some teams in the fold so we can get some games out. Both of them upset the five seeds, and I am pissed off about it. But, you know, that is what it is. Yeah, it's just sports are back and I'm happy, but like, but anyway, we're on the movie podcast. Yeah, yeah, no, enough of that. I I just had to get my anguish out of there. Like, it's just, yeah, it's not a good time. We've we've had a lot of, we haven't had sports in such a long time, so it's nice to have it back on TV, but we've still been keeping up with our shows. Today, of course, we're going to talk about Avatar. We are getting into the, real thick of the final season, maybe one of the best episodes, Tales of Bossing Say, we'll talk about. Uh, we're also going to talk about the second half of Umbrella Academy, which was super, super hype. Yeah, oh, man, man. Like, what I'm- a killer season, too. It, we talked a lot of smack about it before it came out, about you know what, how it was going to live up to the boys, but I, I think it's delivering. Oh, no, it definitely delivered season two, better than season one, in my opinion. And I, But I just think it's like... Damn, Netflix didn't confirm it for season three. What's up with that? Like, what's like, why, why is it? Why is the delay coming? Like, it was actually good. Is it like True. Is and, enough and, people not watching? Like, what? what is it? And when we talk about the ending, it was definitely left open ended. One thousand percent. There's a lot more they could like explore. So but we'll get to all that. Plus, I got a discussion, man. I want to discuss who are the next big guys like who are the guys that are going to run Hollywood for the next couple of years and when I say this I'm not talking like super young guys I'm talking like who are going to be the guys to fill the Denzel the Leo roles the guys that are the Oscar winners the blockbuster guys like I've kind of broken it up into categories like can the blockbuster guy be the Oscar guy as well kind of doing some Christian Bale like stuff like Gary Oldman is a name that you can throw throw into like who they could aspire to be someone who it's the blockbusters and also gets in the Oscar bag. You know, See, we're talking yeah. about the next group of the, those kinds of tier of Hollywood. I exactly. Exactly. Those two, like, and, and if people want even more of a explanation, how the, it's always easy to look back at the old, like who's going to be like the next 
what Robert De Niro and uh, Al Pacino were for the 70s and, and, and like 80s kind of, or like with Bruce Willis, Samuel Jackson, and then were for like the 80s, 90s, and like so on and so on. Like Tom Hanks and Denzel, late 90s. Tom Hanks, yeah. Yeah, so like th- those guys, I'm, I'm excited to discuss that this week. It's going to be a two-part week discussion. I'm going to present that topic to Schubert with actors. We're going to come with actresses next week and then get Schubert's list next week as well because I did, I, I did a lot of research into this. I have ages and stuff, so we want to give this a good proper looking but other than that man dc fandom ooh, it's gonna be crazy i do do you have that on the docket and i do not have it on the docket because it's the 22nd <laughs> yeah i know but they announced like all the guests and like we got the suicide squad like poster well, we and we got a suicide squad right- game announcement shit's lit let's talk about it right now so suicide squad game the you know the suicide squad you know, title card plays really good to the shirt you're wearing right now. Yes, it does. It looks it very, very much like Pulp a fiction esque, very Tarantino movie, classic Hollywood look for the Suicide Squad and new color scheme, a real brighter color scheme. And I like that. Not that hot topic nonsense of exactly of a couple of years ago. This seems like, like you said, classic Hollywood, Dirty Dozen, Pulp Fiction. Just it seems like it's about to be a great movie. I'm excited. I, I guarantee. All right, let's make our bets now. We can hedge our bets if we learn stuff before the 22nd. But this is our initial bets. This is our, our, us going to the teller saying, hey, we're setting these initial bets. We can come back and change said bets before the time's up. But I'm 100% sold all in. We're getting a Suicide Squad trailer. 100% all in. Okay. Pushing all the chips to the table on that. Betting, betting my mortgage. Like I'm mortgaging my house on that. At least some, at least a minute long teaser. Ooh, I, I think, I, I think a minute thirty. I, I'm, I like, like, I think, I'm saying, yeah, I can agree with that. But it, like, I'm thinking like one of those teasers that's like one minute, and then thirty second montage of like different Shots. scenes in the, in the film, but like th- that doesn't show anything. But I think it's going to be bigger than like a, your typical Comic-Con tr- like intro trailer because like it, the movie's done. Unlike something we're going to talk about in a second, whereas I'll agree with you with the, the movie we're going to discuss in a second. But like, it's weird because this thing's done. Like, I think we're going to at least get like, a, but see also Wonder Woman's not out. So that could also go to your point of like, let's let's hold our load. Uh, Here, I'm let's, in it let's go. Let's go ahead and roll into the the news segment and we'll just go ahead and talk about it because I kind of just put some BS up at the top anyway. So oh, okay, like this is going to be our t- this is going to be our first thing. All yeah. right, well, yeah, we're starting the show. All right, cool. All right, let's get started. All right, anyway. So yeah, uh, okay, I so th- I think my uh, a hot tape hot take that I have right now and I'm, you know, I one thing I saw, I guess, that came out was that in the, the toy, you get a final look at what Cheetah's going to look like for Wonder Woman 2. And, you know, it looks good. But my hot take at the moment is that I think Suicide Squad might be the second best DC movie to come out from now until. Oh, yeah. No, I'm, I, I don't like, disagree with that. Besides the Batman, I think Suicide Squad might, might be the best movie. Oh, you know, yeah. More, no. More so than Wonder Woman 2. More so than... Anything that whatever, the, the, the three whatever, Shazam, Aquaman, Wonder yeah. Woman that came before. Any of it. Yeah, right? no, I, I agree with that. I, I don't disagree with that. That's why I think it's going to be, I'd be an idiot to say a two-minute trailer, but I'm between like a minute 30, a minute 45 at the max. A minimum a minute if they're not feeling like, like really showing too much. But I think that's, bet the mortgage on the house, we're getting a trailer for that. 
I'm guessing it, was, it would be kind of Harley, very heavy Harley too, because they're it's already somebody that they know they can get. Oh, we can we can hedge bets on what we see in it too. A hundred percent, we see Harley Quinn in her new costume. A hundred percent, we find out that Idris Elba is Bronze Tiger. Confirmed, yeah. basically, because of Confirmed. the happy birthday that he sent to James Gunn with the with the muddled tiger voice going on. So we're gonna get Bronze a look at Bronze Tiger. Hundred percent, we're getting a look at John Cena as Peacekeeper. Yeah, I think we look at. I think we get a look at Polka Dot Man. Maybe Boomerang and Kinnaman coming back, and I, I'm guessing Viola Davis as well. Probably so. I think Probably. they. I think they saved maybe the villain. I think they save maybe like some of the other stuff because apparently what the rumor is is that the movie that you start off with is a different squad than the movie you finish with. We actually will see a squad die. Oh, damn. Yeah, so it, it, we're actually going to see a squad die and then get our Bronze Tiger Harley Quinn squad. So uh, a squad will die. I'm thinking that could be a lot of the people we've seen before. Yeah, no, it's gonna. That's gonna be the squad that we've seen. So that that's, no, I'm saying like from the past movie. Which don't, oh, you think uh they'll ooh, die? Do you okay? So do you think boom? See, besides Harley. Mm. Well, Kinnaman has to survive because he works for the government. Does Boomerang survive? Because there's a Flash movie coming up. That's gonna be interesting. I don't know. I don't know if I'm willing to bet on that one. But like, that's an interesting take. I'm not. But that uh, take. but of course. Like they may take Boomerang and Deadshot out of it, but I'm saying like a majority of what the, would be that team that dies would be people we've seen before. Like maybe Killer Shark. I don't know. Yeah, that, that's it'd, be, it'd be it'd be interesting to see. Um, so yeah, man. Like uh, it'll be interesting to see what happens with the squad. But I think like again, bet the mortgage house squad's happening. The Batman. Oh gosh, I don't know how much I want to bet on this. I think we get like a. 35 second, 40 second. I think this is going to be like the, we don't see shit, but it's like, it's just hype. It's like some sort of hype video. I think we'll get score and we'll get the motorcycle. Cause like, if I was doing it, we, you, you know that the motorcycle has been seen. Yeah. You know, it's already been out there. Maybe the Batmobile too. Maybe the Batman movie too, but like do something where it's like we get like the Batman theme for like who, who for how this person's scoring it. You get like that Batman theme, and then you pan out into a tunnel. It's just like you know, and you see him like taking off on the. And I could see, I could imagine we get a, the, we get a, a Catwoman costume reveal. I don't know, maybe in a picture. Some, I, mean, I think, but I think that's part of the presentation. So I'm willing okay. to not bet my mortgage, but bet like. Two hundred dollars. That's how I'm confident enough to bet two hundred dollars. But we get some thirty second to forty five second. This video would not be a minute. Like, I, if it's a minute, I'll be surprised. And we'll get a short video, maybe a picture of Catwoman, and they're gonna build hype, saying how they're going to start filming again. Black Adam. I think we see concept or oh, if you got anything else on the Batman. Oh, I definitely think we that, see Giacchino. I definitely think we hear Giacchino's uh, theme again from that first video. Yes. Like you said, yeah, yeah. So I, yeah, I think we get theme. But if we're gonna, if you we were gonna say that they show anyone else but Batman, it's Catwoman. I don't think they show Dano. I don't think they show uh, Colin uh, Farrell. I was gonna, I was gonna say Gordon. But that only, all depends on how big a role he's gonna play. In the only reason why I think they show Catwoman is because Zoe Kravitz has been all up in the news, like constantly talking about. But I'm just thinking about like 
teaser ideas and like i could definitely see one with catwoman that's why i'm not throwing it out of the way but i also see the oh, bad signal okay. be the bad signal being another like teaser moment that you can do it just because Joe, gordon's not commissioner though in this one he's like this is like pre-commissioner gordon this is like oh this, him- this is probably like in the midst of like creating it huh yeah, like the this bad is like, signal and all that. If you remember the year one movie, they, they didn't. It's not a year one story, but they're taking Gordon from basically year one, where he's still a detective or like a a, a command, a lieutenant or some shit in the uh, GCPD. So I got you, I got you. That'll be interesting. Uh, I'm trying to think. Okay, so I'll I'll put up another one. If we see any other villain that's not Catwoman, it's got to be Colin Farrell. It's got to be Farrell. It's not going to be Dano. Oh, it's, yeah, it's going to be Farrell over Dano. Because one, people want to see what the prosthetics going to look like. Mm-hmm. And um, and two, he's probably got some of the best badass lines in the entire freaking movie, I'm sure, yeah. because he can deliver them. And that's the I, one I, I want to see. Go, I would go 80% Catwoman. I'm not giving a percentage to your Jim Gordon thing because I, I, can't, I can't predict that one. Well, you've talked me out of that one. I'd say uh, now my my second option there would probably be Penguin. Yeah, I'm going Pharaoh at like 40%. Maybe I, Alfred if we haven't mentioned I, that. I'll accept that one. Now, that one's one that I could believe. I'll put Alfred at like 60. Like, Alfred's at a solid 60%. Pharaoh's at 40. Catwoman's at 80. If they show Dano, I'll be extremely surprised. So I'm putting that at 1%. I'm kind of putting Gordon at 5%. And then, like, anything else could, like, Batmobile, motorcycle, any of that could fall between, like, the remaining percentages. That, like, in between, like, 60 and, like, the 1% of that. It could fall anywhere between there. So, I, I but I think Catwoman's at a solid 80. Now, let's let's transition. Do we think we're getting uh, Black, because The Rock's going. Are we getting Black Adam concept art? Because that's all we can get from that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so... That's all we're going to be able to get from that. I don't think there's anything to really get. Like, yeah. maybe... Maybe, like, I think learn... we've got all, all the main casting information we want, too, huh? Well, we might learn Hawkman. Okay. Like, Hawkman, and if they have Hawkgirl in there, we might learn who those people are. Uh, we might see Noah Centino pop up on the stream. We might see, like, the different, like, Justice Society of America. If they're going to use Jay Garrick, if they're going to use Alan Scott, who are they going to... Like, the Green Lantern from them. Like, we're going to see those things, I'm guessing. But I think... The the main thing I'd bet like a hundred dollars on is that we get the Hawkman casting. Now that's all for that. Do we think we see Cheetah in a trailer? Are, are they blowing their load? Like are they like fuck this? We're fed up. Corona fucked us. We're just gonna show Cheetah in a video. Yeah, I mean I think that they're gonna be. It depends on how they feel. Like they know that anyone watching this is going to go see Wonder Woman. Yeah. So it's like, so it's like, what are what are we? What do we really have to lose here? Like. We can we can throw throw him a bone and like at least show what the villain's actually gonna look like. Yeah, I bet five hundred on that. That's that's an easy five hundred. I'd be willing to lose that. If if I, I mean, lose any bet, that's to, one. They're ready to put that thing out, man. Yeah, that you know thing's it. been supposed to be like. I honestly feel like that's messing up their new flavor because like I feel like all of this new flavor is transitioning. Not not saying that Gal Gadot is gonna be done, but it's time to get her out of this Snyder verse and ch- time to like move things along we're gonna definitely get uh we're definitely gonna get a snyder trailer which we don't neither one of us care about we're gonna get uh andy muschetti's gonna be there what are we getting with that because i think that's the enigma are we getting like uh, confirm michael gonna, keaton i think we're gonna confirm uh what's his face ezra miller oh, okay yeah like 
he's you know if Andy Machete's gonna be there, he's gonna tell us, okay, this is who the Flash is. This is what Michael Keaton. Michael Keaton is confirmed. Yeah, we are doing a Flashpoint. It's still Flashpoint, but, but like it's not the Wonder Woman War, Aquaman War. It's not that. It's just gonna be something. It's gonna be something different. An interpretation of Flashpoint because Machete already now, said that it's about Barry going back in time to save his mom from what Reverse Flash did. Well, now, do you think we get a do we do we get a Reverse Flash casting? Well. Um, well, um, we, I, I, we might get a, a, a reverse flash casting. I think if anything, we'll get a confirmation that that's the direction they're going. If any, if anything, cause I mean, I still at the moment, you know, people are still expecting, you know, the flashpoint story, which is with reverse flash, but it does, you know, it could go a myriad of ways. Like, I, I think we get conf- I think confirmation of reverse flash I'm about 80% on. I think casting of reverse flash I'm like 30% on. Ex- I, yeah, exactly. Yeah. I'm okay. like 30% on that. But like I had an I, I had a thought because of like Ezra Miller's flash and I didn't want to I didn't want to tweet this and people think I'm being a type of way. I wanted to just talk this out with you. I feel like because DC's villains besides Wonder Woman's are mainly white males. I think if there's a way to get diversity in at anywhere in the villains, make reverse flash a female. And I would actually love, make it like an Aubrey Plaza type reverse flash type deal. Make it like a menacing woman who's like scorned at Barry Allen from the future. And like, it just has a ultimate hatred. And the fact that seeing another woman kill his mom, I think that would add some gravitas to it. How do you feel about that? Uh, that's, just, that's just something I was brainstorming through the week. Yeah, I mean, I don't have much, much, much to say on it, but I, I think it could really go that way. I wouldn't be mad at it. That's something I would not be like. If we're going to gender bend any of the villains, that's one that I, I think could actually work. Now, let's see. Anything yeah, else we're I mean, getting? I mean, you, I, yeah, they could do that. I mean, they could do that with with anyone that's not Barry Allen. They yeah. wanted to, but I. I, mean, I I just think it works because, like, differentiate yourself from the TV universe, differentiate yourself just all the way around, and just make it, like, unique to whatever this movie universe is. I just think out of all the heroes that we're getting, that's the one that it works best. I think it would be very difficult, but maybe it's just because of, like, what I've seen in the CW Flash, which is where I have basis of a majority of my Flash knowledge. Oh, no, it uh, it wouldn't be comic book accurate at all. It'd just be something to... That well, yeah, I thought no, could differentiate just, from the I'm just TV. saying, I mean, you could differentiate differentiate it, but I also feel like having a reverse flash that's kind of like, you know, I mean, I guess, you know, it could be played by one, but I always kind of saw reverse flash as like this anti-father figure for Barry, where it was like someone that he aspired to like get to get to be. But I mean, you could argue see, like, why couldn't that be a woman? But and then so I'm, like, I'm arguing that in the television show, they expounded on because that's not always the case. Because if you remember the Flash movie, reverse Flash didn't feel any type of way to reverse Flash. Like he felt anger and, and like hatred. Like, yeah, that's only right. the TV show where they made Wells like this guy that uh, that is like a father figure. So but even then, if we want to go that route, I think it makes sense to where he looks at her as this motherly figure and then like. He goes to kill his mom and he finds out, wait, this lady I love, or I think I thought I love, killed my mom in reality. Then we find out this lady's crazy. That I mean, that that would just be heavy. I don't know. That's just me brainstorming. No, that's just, that, just that talking things sense. through. But uh, 
another thing. All right. Anything else you think we're getting? Are we getting like HBO Max Green Lantern series news? Are we getting like, I think we'll get Titans updates. I think we'll get updates on all these shows. If you had to bet in terms of a show or any other movie new announcement, which what are you putting your, where are your antenna and your gut leading you to? Um, I think something would do with HBO Max. Mm-hmm. Like, it, you know, we haven't heard much about Doom Patrol so that you could only get concerned that like maybe that's going to flop. And then, you know, what are they, and if, you know, if they're going to lose the Nolan verse on HBO Max, it's like, and you're supposed to be the DC hub. Like you gotta like secure your, your yourself your in the DC. Yeah, but I mean, I guess what Titans would be something I would expect to see some yeah, stuff no, from. Titans is definitely going to be on season three. Is definitely going to be on HBO Max, and then we have the. Well, I'm, Le- but I'm saying like for DC fandom too. Oh yeah, I think we'd hear something from that because they're going to be there. Like some of them are going to be there, and yeah. the, the showrunners. I think we'll hear something about maybe the uh, the uh, Green Lantern series, maybe the Adam Strange series that's been announced, maybe even the Justice League Dark series that's been announced. We may get updates on some of those things for HBO Max. If I had to guess another movie that gets announced. This is difficult because I think they're staying away from Superman until they can confirm Batman's taken care of. I think Superman's like a down the line plan, but I wouldn't be, I wouldn't be shocked, but I would be. That's like one where it's like I'm 50, 50 on. And since Green Lantern is getting a TV show, I don't know if we're getting a Green Lantern movie announcement since he's getting a show. So it's like, I don't know which movies they could. And I think, I think, in terms of movies, I think that's it. I think the only announcements will come from Flash. I don't know if we're getting anything else. Maybe Shazam 2. Maybe Shazam 2. Uh, Aquaman 2, if they're doing it. I think they're going to more fo- be more focused on the television side and the stuff that you already have heard about because they are, they have their slate's already out and they haven't been able to... Like We shouldn't be talking about Wonder Woman at all. Yeah, you know we shouldn't. Be, yeah, no facts. Like, 1,000%. So yeah, that's 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 where they're at right now with that. But I guess we can get into some of the other stuff that we have today. Uh, the other, the, what I was going to start off with, I was just going to mention uh, the, some trailers that are going to be airing this September that aren't don't fall in lines with DC fandom. Dune will get at the end Lit. of September, and Mandalorian will get with the first round of the NBA playoffs. Lit. Lit for both of those. Sad that I might not see Dune this year. Super sad. Bro, I'm looking up because Tenet's going to be released in certain U.S. cities around Labor Day, apparently, if things continue like they are. So I'm looking up, yo, can I go to Mississippi and like, go watch Tenet? Like, Mississippi movie theaters are open. I'll like swoop in and pick you up and we'll go, we'll go hit up the Mississippi theater in Macomb or some shit. It ain't like, far. It's not. So that's, that's where I'm at with that. But the Dune trailer, super hyped for, for that. Like, Timothy Chalamet yeah. is going to probably be a name we mentioned in our discussion later on. So mm-hmm. that, that, that's something I'm really looking forward to. Definitely, definitely. Um, and then one trailer that I watched this week that I wanted to mention was, speaking of HBO Max, the, one of their original shows, Raised by Wolves, put out a trailer this week, and it was uh, pretty crazy. What's it about? Because, uh, like, I, did not, I didn't get a chance to see this trailer. I couldn't really tell you what it's about. Like, it's one of those things where you look at it and you're just like, what is this? It looks really interesting, though. It's kind of like, I'll, look up, I'll pull up the synopsis right now, um, but it's, it looks like a post-apocalyptic kind of I deal with I got society. The, I, got the, I got the, uh, the, uh, thing, but Travis androids Bill. are tasked with raising human children on a mysterious planet. Yeah. So it's like a wastelandish planet 
and I and I didn't realize it now that I'm reading the synopsis, but like the adult characters that uh, are androids and they're trying to raise these children on um, this crazy planet with all these crazy creatures that oh, this looks crazy. Seem to pose danger. Yeah, I mean it's. Shout out to to Travis Fimmel from Vikings Getting him a new show Good for him Like Vikings was a big history channel show It's like on Netflix now But like shout out to shout out to Fimmel Because he's not I don't think he's in the new season I think he died off So good for him Like that's that's big Uh, One of the trailers that I saw this week Man this is Oscar material I know they wanted to I know Corona messed up these people's plans But it might have helped in in a weird it, sense, it might have helped in a weird way. It, like in the in the weirdest of ways, it might have helped of everything that that's been going on in the political sphere. But a new movie, Judas and the Black Messiah, got released. It's the story of Fred Hampton and the assassination of Fred Hampton, who was a, a Black Panther um, leader in Chicago. And basically, man, shout out to Daniel Kaluuya and Lake of Stanfield going for Oscars, and then Jesse Plemons as like the solid six man off the bench getting buckets. This trailer was crazy impactful that i watched that trailer like four times i was like man this is gonna be great and me being that like i don't like slave movies this is the type of shit i want to see made like this looks this looks great well, this isn't a slave movie it's no a no that's what, movie. that's what i'm saying like this is the type of stuff i want to see made in terms of like black history i don't want to see slave movies made anymore like give me some shit like this this shit looks nuts yeah uh i mean I thought that it looked really great. I watched it like right after I finished watching Umbrella Academy, which you know, oh, which did a its own know, piggy- yeah, and yeah, did its own piggybacking off how the political, how everything, how the political movement has moved through the coronavirus because they had some big Black history in that in that with uh, what was going on in Dallas, yeah, and then without, I mean this, I mean this just looks like you know the the perfect movie to put it like it's like they yeah i can't believe they already had the shot because like it just fits so well when it when i saw it i was like oh well like this is what we need to put out right now yeah let's no, watch, just, let's it, watch it, this it works man and but then it got the only theaters thing so i know they're they're that that tells me that's going for an oscar because by oscar rules you have to be in a certain amount of theaters which it's going to be weird for this year but we shall that's a that's a conversation for a whole nother day I mean, but, that's the one thing to be excited for if you're a movie fan because like yes everything's getting pushed but once it opens back up it's like boom 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 boom, boom. yeah like, it's, a, it's a lot of like stuff coming that's gonna be crazy so if you have not well seen this the movie theater yeah if you have not seen this trailer i, I highly highly recommend it because it is gonna be crazy next up kiki palmer is set to join the cast of the disney plus series the proud family louder and prouder which currently in production palmer will play the role of maya Leibowitz jenkins a 14 year old activist who relentlessly marches to the beat of her own drum. I hope this isn't corny because this could be corny. But like, I'm not watching this show. Like, if I'm being honest, some of this Disney Plus shit, I give two fucks about. Like, the only thing I care about is when I'm getting the Mandalorian and Ken Falcon and Winter Soldier hurry up and finish an Atlanta shooting because they're about to start shooting again. Like, like I don't care about this. This, this is cool for like, because but this is not going to be for the generation that grew up on this show. It's going to be for the new, for like, because they didn't, they didn't do what we wanted them to do an age Penny up and make her like a college student and then have like the twins grown up. It's just Penny still the same age and this random activist girls coming into the old timeline. Like, wh- so, you know, whatever. Cool. Good for Kiki Palmer getting work. Yeah. You mentioned exactly what I was going to say. Like good for the proud family to do a comeback, but it, instead of like what you said, bring bringing it up and kind of changing the whole 
show to fit a new generation, they're trying to force the old show on a new generation. With some twists. Well, I think Kiki Palmer is going to end up really being the star of the show in a way because, you know, I don't know if Kyla Pratt is looking to be Penny Proud again. You know what I'm saying? Mm. Like That'll be interesting to see because I know she's coming back, but like... The fact that they got Kiki Palmer, who's like this big star, or like a bigger star than Kyla Pratt, at least, it just bigger shows than like, anyone on the show. Yeah. Besides Cedric the Entertainer. Yeah, and, and like and, and, and like and like Tommy Davidson, but like yeah, and yeah. like one thousand. Yeah, it's gonna be interesting to see what they do with that man. But like, this is the same reason why Hillary Duff didn't want to come back. Because like this, or why she left? Because they were trying to make Lizzie McGuire not about Lizzie, but about Lizzie's kids in like Girl Meets World in like. I don't blame I don't blame Hillary Duff, man, because like I, I wouldn't want to do that. I mean, that's that's a fair point. Like I think that that's the one thing that some of these shows are missing in their reboot. But on the other hand, if you're in the meeting with them, their side of the argument would be, well, we're trying to appeal to the kids who are watching Disney Plus because a majority of adults aren't gonna buy this. Yeah, anyway. you know? and look, I get it from a business standpoint. That's why I said so, I care, that's why I said it's not for me. It's whatever. Good news, good for Kiki Palmer getting business. That's the best. That's the nicest thing I can say about it. So, but next up, we got Tom Hanks is in early negotiations to play Geppetto in a uh, Disney live action version of Pinocchio. Good for Tom. And Hanks. I feel like this was already talked about right off the jump because uh, Zemeckis is the director. Obviously, uh, you know, they teamed up for many a film. Yeah, many a film from like Polar Express to Forrest Gump. And so this is expected. Yeah, so that that's what's up. Good for good for uh, but, Zemeckis getting Tom Hanks. You know, it's not in our movie on the rise or anything, but I have heard that Grey Greyhound. It's good. His new movie is really good. Yeah, the Apple so, Plus, the Apple uh, Plus thing. Apple but TV. Yeah. This is look. I gotta say, this might be the biggest gift for a Disney live action because like they got Will Smith to do a lot to do Aladdin. They got M- Emma Watson to do Beauty and the Beast, but to get Tom Hanks to play something, that's like. That's giving super cred to your movie. So, well, like I mean, he is a Disney alum. He is Woody from Toy Story. He is, no, but like, he, um, but you get what I'm in a live action in a live action sense. This is huge. But I mean, he's not the star. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, like, not. I feel like it, you know, they always get their some of their biggest for like the the side, the side roles. Yeah. And so, like, you know, I think that it just all kind of lined up in place. No, look, I'm not mad at it. That is yeah. gonna, I think it's gonna work out great. So, but that's all I got on Tom Hanks and being Pinocchio. All right. Well, Disney had some more news as they have hired filmmaker Nia DaCosta, um, the director of the highly anticipated horror reimagining of Candyman. Their words, not mine. Will direct Marvel, Captain Marvel two for Marvel. I'm hyped for Candyman. I think this news would have been bigger if we saw Candyman. Yeah. True, which so, we would have already seen if it was normal. True, yeah, no, 1,000%. So, so like, I, I can't judge this until I see Candyman, but I'm hyped for that because my boy Yaya Abdul-Mahim, who is probably going to be in the, now that I'm saying his name out loud, he's going to be in the discussion that we're about to have in a little bit as well. So, like, Oh, you know. yeah. So, of course. I, so, I'm, but so I'm, I, yeah. yeah. I guess I would like to see what Dean DaCosta has done, but it doesn't necessarily mean that whether or not she has done something that I enjoy gives her the credibility to be in MCU. Like they obviously see that she's a great director and that, you know, she's going to be the right fit for Captain Marvel too. So all power to him. I hope that she does well. Yeah. I hope it works. Yeah. Uh, they got a lot to work from the first one. So yeah, they do. <laughs> um, and I, laugh at that. <laughs> I mean, I'm just keeping it 
calling a spade a spade. No, that's no, 1,000%. I don't disagree. Annapurna Pictures has won the auction and landed the rights to Rachel Yotter's upcoming debut novel, Night Bitch. Ooh. The novel will be developed as a star vehicle for six-time Oscar-nominated actress Amy Adams. Let's go, Amy. The author will adapt the novel and will be executive producer alongside Megan Ellison, Sue Nagel, and Sammy Schur for Annapurna. Uh, the synopsis is exposing the absurd and feral truths of motherhood. Night Bitch is a darkly comedic telling of an unnamed woman and former artist thrust into a stay-at-home domesticity after the birth of her son, who becomes increasingly worried and convinced that she may be turning into a dog. The film marks the fifth collaboration between Annapurna and Adams, which past collaborations have included The Master, American Hustle, Her, and Vice. Speaking of Vice, Amy Adams is re-teaming with director Adam McKay, who she worked with for Vice and Talladega Nights, for a limited series called Kings of America about three women linked with, with Walmart. The Walmart heiress, a maverick executive and longtime Walmart saleswoman and preacher who dared to fight against the retail giant in the biggest class action lawsuit in U.S. history. All right. The, the second one I'm more hyped for. The second one sounds nuts. The first one could be like good if I if I actually see it. I got to see like the trailer. Night Bitch sounds interesting. Like the name Night Bitch is very captivating. It's like, oh, what's this? Like, it's very intriguing. But that second thing, like, yo, Amy Adams is going to be in her bag for an Emmy. Uh, yeah, she's trying for the Emmy and the Oscar, it looks like. Yeah, uh, so I'm happy. All, all, you know how I feel about Amy Adams. No slander yeah. from my mouth. When I th- heard the synopsis for Night Bitch, I thought it was absolutely absurd. Like, a woman that thinks she's gonna, that they think is turning into a dog. And the fact that Amy Adams is doing it makes me believe that it's going to be, like, seriously acted. Like, this is going to be, like, some, like, how did this chick pull this off? Yeah. And do, and do this, and do this movie. Doing and, her you know, Joaquin th- Phoenix transformation type deal. Well, and just showing that what they've collaborated on with the, with the, the studio in the past shows that this isn't like some side picture, you know? This is like a movie that obviously is getting a lot of funding behind it. Yeah, it's going to be something um, they're going hard for, but like... No, but yeah, look, you, sec- you sold me on it because of that. But like the second one? <gasps> that's that's my bag. <laughs> like I watched Spotlight the other night talking with, with Mark Ruffalo and uh my guy... uh. Shit, uh, oh, what's his name? Batman, Michael Keaton. Watch that shit where it was the newspaper exposing what the Catholic Church has been doing, molesting those little boys. So let me get the biggest Walmart lawsuit, class act, uh, class action lawsuit. That's my, that is my bag. I am ready. That shit's gonna be lit. Well, and again, you know, when you have a name like Amy Adams attached to it, you can only expect that it's going to be put to the, you know, to the most serious. It's gonna be. They're gonna take it the most seriously because. And, you know, Netflix limited series definitely is exciting because they've seemed to hit on almost all of those. I mean, any limited series is usually a pretty good one because they're like, there's, it's, it's a story. It's just a long movie. So I'm really excited to see it. No, I am as well. Next up, we got Amazon Studios will produce Invasion, a sci-fi thriller that will be directed by BAFTA BAFTA award winner, Michael Pierce, and will star Riz Ahmed and Octavia Spencer, an individual with knowledge 
told the rap in an, yeah. in an invasion, two young brothers go on the run with their father, a decorated Marine who is on the rescue mission to save his boys from an inhuman threat. As their journey takes them in increasingly dangerous and unexpected directions, the boys will need to confront hard truths and leave their childhoods behind. This sounds good, man. Look, I'm huge on Amazon because in the anime community, people were like complaining about Promise Neverland getting a American live action like uh, telling. And my argument was like, have you seen it? what Amazon's been putting out recently? Like Amazon does not miss. They put out quality like they're on par with HBO. So like hearing they're getting a sci fi thriller. I'm interested to see what it started, especially starring Riz Ahmed and Octavia Spencer. Bring it yeah, in. I'm wondering I'm wondering what they're how they're going to factor into the story uh, for it centering around two young brothers on the run with their father. I'm you guessing know, is Riz Ahmed, Riz Ahmed the, father? the father. That's what I was guessing. Or is he one of the young brothers? Like how young is the bro- like? How young are we talk like talking with two young brothers? Because they said the kids yeah. need to grow up, but like, I, I I think that's kids like what you're saying. So I think Riz Ahmed might be the father, or the villain. Or but see, I was thinking like Octavia Spencer's the villain. I could also see that. I mean, those are you know, those are two you know good actors. You know, Riz Ahmed could be someone that we throw in the discussion later on too, as someone who's coming up in Hollywood. But, uh, but it. This could, you know, be something that could really make or break his career. Octavia Spencer don't matter. She's already like at her own, at, in her own place. But you know, a movie like this, where if if Resumet is you know cast as the side character like he was in Rogue One, again, you know, how what is Resumet's future in Hollywood? Yeah, what's his outlook like? No, great points. I'm not mad at that at all. Next up, we got Selena Gomez signed on to star and executive produce alongside Steve Martin and Martin Short. In the upcoming Hulu comedy series, Only Murders in the Building, the series, was the, which was first announced in January, uh, follows three strangers, Martin Short and Gomez, who share an obsession with true crime and suddenly find themselves wrapped up in one. The role will mark Gomez's first irregular TV role since Wizards of Waverly Place. Is this cool for, for her? Good for her back in Hollywood. They're going to have to do a lot of convincing to convince me that a show led by Selena Gomez, Steve Martin, and Martin Short is worth my time. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm interested to see what the trailer is for that because, like, that like, is Steve like. Steve Martin a, hasn't been out in, in public for a while. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, that's just three names that I've never thought I would see <laughs> on a cast list together. And so I think that's kind of absurd. I would want to see what the trailer looks like. But, you know, a lot of people have their opinions on Hulu. And I feel like Hulu does put out some pretty good originals, but it's not always good. Yeah, we'll it's see. not always good. We'll bro, I'm trying to tell you the last Martin Short there. thing. Hold on, bro. Oh, no, Martin Short was in Hair Advice. He was. Let me not do yeah. that to him. He was in Hair Advice, but like, the last thing, like, he was a major guy in, he voiced, it's been a while since these dudes was doing shit. So like, you know, got to see what's up with uh with this. But good for Selena Gomez back on TV. I guess she's done with music for a while. Uh, yeah. Uh, you don't know. Maybe, yeah, we, you know, maybe we don't know. We don't know what's going on with her. We thought she was done with uh, being on TV, but now she's, she's doing back, a show. Man. Yeah, oh, no, true, true, true. We shall see what's up, but that's all I got on that. All right, Mulan is going to come to Disney Plus September 4th for $30. This is an old story. I'm making sure that we said it just in case we didn't last week because I couldn't remember. Yeah, I don't think we um, did because I think the news came out after the show. Exactly. So that's exciting, I guess. Yeah, um, it's it's cool. a little pricey. I don't, okay, I know we've had, and I was the guy arguing for VOD. We both were. But I wasn't arguing for this movie to be on VOD. <laughs> 
like, I'm, well, like, I I'm, thought we, we were arguing that they should just give us this one for free. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Facts. <laughs> just put it on Disney Plus and I'll, I'll check it. But the fact I got to pay 30 bucks, I'll pay 30 bucks to see Tenet. I'll, I'll pay 50 bucks to see Tenet. I'm not paying 30 bucks to see Mulan. I'm sorry, bro. Like, I am I am so sorry. Like, the only way I'm watching is if Schubert's Disney Plus has it on there. And if not, then I'm cool. I am cool. Cause but I I know I'm talking shit, but we probably will watch it to to review on this show if there's nothing out. Oh, we'll watch it, but we might not both pay for it. Yeah, exactly. So it's like, oof, I don't know, bro. This is not like something I'm interested in. But good for Disney Plus adapting to the VOD thing. Maybe this will get us Black Widow on v- VOD. Doubt I doubt it. it. I doubt it seriously, but like... Well, I mean, I just have a feeling that there are going to be some crazy states out there that if we're playing NFL games, they're going to be like, well, we're going to open up the Oh, yeah, bro. If we're playing college football games, they're opening up the movie theaters for show. So, yeah, so so we'll we'll see about all that. I, I still have a feeling that we'll get Black Widow and Dune this year. So oh, I I hope you're right, man. I hope I hope you are right because I would love to watch Dune at Christmas time. That was my plan all year. <laughs> yeah, all year exactly. But um, also coming to VOD, Annabellum, the time bending horror film starring Janelle Monet. It is uh, coming September 18th. Um, just to remind everyone. Uh, Annabellum is where Monet portrays a successful author who finds herself trapped during the era of American slavery and must find a way to escape that from the horrifying reality. This is two of the things I hate the most, horror movies and slave movies. It's a slave horror movie. I'm good and on time this. Travel. I, oh, uh, that, that's why you put that on here. I, I'm good on this movie. Good, good for Janelle Monet and, and, and Annapurna Pictures, but... The only only way I'm watching this if I hear it's amazing, like Midsommar level good. And if it's not, I'm not watching this. No way. I'm watching it. <laughs> All right, well, you're gonna be the one who lets me know. Next up, we got that. That, that well, I don't know about the price on that one though. That all depends on the price too, because I would not. I don't know if I'd pay over. Tw- I don't know if I pay twenty dollars to watch it. Oh no, exactly. I'd pay like five. Exactly. Next up, Hulu has announced that Steven Spielberg's produced reboot classic of the '90s animation cartoon Animaniacs will premiere November twentieth on the platform. A full twenty-two years after its final episode. Uh, if you want to watch Animaniacs right now, I believe it is still on Hulu. But dope. I'm interested to see. Are they? Is Pinky and the Brain going to be in it? Like, is it going to be similar, or is it just going to follow? I think the it's going to be the same show. Not? Oh, the exact same. Just updated animation. Well, the really cool thing about Animaniacs uh, was that they, it was was that it was, it was, a, it was almost uh, a cartoon Saturday Night Live variety show. Yeah, a commentary on pop culture of yeah, with different skits and stuff featuring Wacko, Yakko, and Dot. Yeah, no, it could definitely work in this time period, and I definitely watch it. And we get like updated jokes. We get Donald because they did a well, lot of I Bill Clinton like jokes. What's positive about having it on Hulu and having it not be associated with like a Cartoon Network or something like that is that more room. you can you can make this. You know how Hulu kind of ran with Solar Opposites and made it pretty much like Rick and Morty esque because you know same same group of guys, yeah. but. You know, you get the same. You get the same people who did this, and be like, "Well, you know, we may not drop f bombs, but like, we're not gonna stray away from like getting some crazy. themes, some yeah. adult themes." No, I'm down. Look, I'm I'm interested in that one thousand percent. I'm a big Animaniacs fan, so shout out to Yakko, Wacko, and Dot. They will be Here, back. I'll read this next story because I don't want to mess up the spelling for all the Lord of the Rings heads out there. 
Galadriel, Elrond, and Sauron are going to appear on Amazon's Lord of the Rings prequel series. I thought it was worth mentioning just because it kind of shows you the direction they're trying to move in. All these characters have legacies. I checked on their one wiki to rule it all page just to make sure that they are supposed to be in an early time period. So just good that they're going to keep it accurate. And uh, I'm really excited for Lord of the Rings prequel series. If I thought have thought that Lord of the Rings should have been put out into the world, it should have just been a series all along because we saw what it was, how Game of Thrones came out. This is going to be the next Game of Thrones. I'm so. excited. This this will probably get me to rewatch the movies because, like, hot take, like, don't come at me, movie heads. Do not. We can talk about me. it. Don't come at me for what I'm about to say, but, like, I'm not the biggest fan of the Lord of the Rings trilogy or the Hobbit trilogy. I'm not a fan. Now, now everyone would agree with you about the Hobbit tri- trilogy, um, but even myself, I would say that Lord of the Rings is good and it is worth the praise that it gets, And but... I've only seen the movies like one, two times. It's not like it's not my cup of tea. Like, it's like, not like it's not. It's not like I don't like it. And I would say for the Fellowship of the Ring, I've probably seen the beginning of it several times. But it's just like that. Those movies are are very long, and, and a I lot of lore. Yeah, like like yeah, if I like, of, I'm cool. A lot of difficult names to remember. I'm cool on it. Like like you said, if this was like if, if I get to consume Lord of the Rings in a Game of Thrones fashion, they may have me in in board. So hopefully this works out because this sounds interesting. It's with one of my favorite studios out right now, Amazon. But next up, Lionsgate is expanding two of its key franchise with a fifth John Wick movie coming and a Dirty Dancing reboot. Bro, I've said this numerous times on this show. John Wick should have been ended. If you've watched the last John Wick and you see John Wick fall from a three to four story building, hit his head on the fire escape and then fall and hit the concrete. How is this man not dead? I I, I asked you, I asked you to go watch the most recent John Wick, skip all the way to the end and watch him hit his head on the fire escape of a three to four story building and then smash himself into the concrete face first. How does he still alive to have movies? Answer it. I don't know. I don't fucking know. So I'm off the John Wick franchise until they can confirm for me how this shit works. <laughs> well, the fr- where the franchise messed up is that they tried to continue this John Wick thing. Instead of doing they their television show, which they should have done. Well, they announced that they were going to do it. Yeah, like, yeah, should have done the television show, should have branched off the John Wick character. They had so much to work off of that you don't need John Wick to carry to carry the load. You don't. They just they they saw Keanu Reeves was making them money and they just instead of trying to build good content, which thus would have gotten you a lot of money and a lot of acclaim. You stuck with the fact that Keanu Reeves has a fan base and you and you're just using his name to get you money. And now these films aren't as critically acclaimed and as loved as some of the first the first two installments so it's gonna be interesting to see but i know a lot of john wick fanboys were hype dirty dancing reboot cool i think it could work in this they're bringing back jennifer gray but um hold on i i haven't seen that movie in ages but rest in peace patrick swayze that ain't exactly that's what i was thinking i was like but patrick swayze is in this movie right so like so jennifer gray is gonna come back is she gonna Um, be like an adult I'm, that's what my assumption. Um, there's no way they're gonna like re- try and redo it with her being the same role. But I they mean, could, she could be the same role but older. Yeah, like, I was gonna say they could make her a widow. Where her yeah, and, like 
like when they did Footloose, they pretty much just, you know, did a new Footloose. You know, nothing, nothing with Kevin Bacon was in it, but I feel like it's going to be similar to that, but Jennifer Grey is going to be involved. So. It's going to be interesting. So I make I mean, her, make her a widow and then like have her, have her be like someone talking in the role, like a mentor of, of the new couple or whatever. And we can see how that goes, but that's all we got this week. Let's jump to movie on the rise. A lot of good stuff coming out. We're going to be stretching this content for three weeks, baby. Let me just, let me just let y'all know that everything we're about to talk about is what's going to be reviewed on this show for the next three weeks, maybe even longer in a, in a certain case of a television show that we're about to talk about. Yeah. So expect to hear reviews about some of this stuff moving forward, but coming, coming out, on Netflix this week is the Jamie Foxx, Joseph Gordon-Levitt filmed in New Orleans movie, Project Power. We That's talked the about next the trailer review. a few weeks ago. That's a so, next, ooh, next week's going to be huge. Project Power review, Avatar, pitch it. Oh, big yeah, we week. Got, got a big week, um, and Project Power is definitely something I'm excited for that comes out on Friday. Um, also on Friday for Apple, Ted Lasso is coming out. That's what we've talked we about talked with about Jason Sudeikis. Definitely going to um, so, review that in a couple weeks. So dope, dope. And then on the TV spectrum on HBO, the new HBO Power Hour Sunday show is Lovecraft Country. So Boom. you can expect that we'll be talking about that. Yes, sir. Umbrella Academy's over. We got to get something to get us to the boys. Perfect time for Lovecraft Country to come in and be our TV that we're reviewing. So it looks like we're going to go from Lovecraft to the boys to the Mandalorian. TV side, we're covered. We just got to get some movies involved in this. But we got one next week with Project Power. I'm hyped. And then we're going to do Ted Lasso probably not the week after that. Because because my movie on the rise is the week after that, which is Shia LaBeouf and David Ayer's new movie, Tax Collector, which was out. Bro, I was on the PlayStation and I was like, I saw it and I was like, oh, this is out. And I was, and I knew that we were going to talk about it. So I was like, I, I thought about getting us to watch it, but I was like, it's too late. I'm going to just too talk late. to him about it so we can watch it uh, eventually. And yeah, man, I'm hyped. This tax collector, it's out. I'm, I'm excited to see what's up. I haven't heard too much from it. Cause it, it literally I just, just heard that they made nice money, it, not nice ish money for so BOD. It, it just came out. So I'm going to definitely check it out. But that's all we got for movie on the rise. I'm hyped for project power though. Hopefully hope I pray that this week upcoming, when I watch Project Power, it is not like Old Guard. It is not like Extraction. It is not like Triple Frontier. I pray that Jamie Foxx and Joseph Gordon-Levitt did a damn good job. Yeah, I, I pray too. I mean, I hope. I mean, they could kill it in the role and it'd still be bad. I mean, I thought Charlize Theron did, yeah, did good in Old Guard, but I didn't really think that Old Guard was the greatest. That's so, true. I mean, the, the concept, if, if I'm low-key, if I'm Stephen Amell and Stephen Amell's cousin, I'm kind of pissed at this concept. Cause the concept oh, because it's pretty much like that Super movie eight? they already did? Yeah, yeah, which I thought was a good movie. <laughs> I like Super 8. I don't know if it's Super 8. Is it Super 8? I think it's or Code 8. Super 8 is... No, it's, yeah, code, it's code 8. It's Code 8. Because Super like 8 code is eight. this. Yeah. The only difference I, is, is that we see cop that we see the guy who instead of like the instead of like the powers being something that like is a different race of people, the powers are drug. And, the, and then like the cops are trying to f- stop the manufacturer of said drug. 
So, yeah, there's, there's the difference, but it is very similar. Very, very similar. But cool, man. More superhero content that, that's not DC or Marvel. I'm always down for it just to give some new creators a shot. So we'll definitely be right. reviewing that next week. But let's get into the discussion. Let's start off with my, my, uh, my discussion for the week. So I wanted to talk about who are the next guys? Like, who are the guys that are going to run Hollywood, getting the Oscars, being the guys? And I think that I need to start off with this name because I know some may consider him as like the right now. But he's still, he's 39. So for most of the names that I'm going to say, they're in their 30s. So I'm going to start off with the oldest one. And that's my guy, Ryan Gosling. Like, Ryan is still at the point to where he's, right now, he is the man. But I think his next couple of decisions can either put him, like, at, like, the top of the group. Like, he's the guy that's running the 20, at least from 2020 to, like, 2025, 2026. He'll be the guy. But, like, his choices now determine, like, his outlook. But he's look, man. If you, if we look at Ryan Jocelyn, what he's done, Drive, uh, the Place Beyond the Pines, Blade Runner twenty forty nine, Crazy Stupid Love, La La Land. Like this dude is amazing. Like, like if you go back and watch Drive. Oh, and the Nice Guys. Like the Nice Guys and Drive to me are two movies that I point to, uh, and Blade Runner twenty forty nine. Three movies that I point to that show that Ryan Gosling is the fucking man. Like all, all three very different roles. All three that incorporate different acting capabilities. The nice guys we see his comedic approach. Blade Runner twenty forty nine. We see him in a blockbuster, and then with uh, Drive, that's his indie and hit. a franchise. I think that's notable. Yeah, and a franchise, and then and then Drive is his indie hit. So he he's already been nominated with Oscars for La La Land. He hasn't brought one home yet, which is why I think he can be on this list. As well as he hasn't had a Blade Runner is a franchise, but that's a one off. He doesn't have a blockbuster franchise that's his yet so yet yet that's the that's the thing if he does it if he does do that route because which will which we will talk about this week and next we shall see if guys go down the oscar route or if guys go down the blockbuster route and i think ryan's going down the oscar route but i think you can toe the line and do both where for sure it depends on the the blockbuster route you choose whether you're doing comedic blockbuster you know blockbusters that are like with studios that aren't franchises i feel like for ryan what would be best for him is to jump on a franchise that is in need of some star power so like i feel but doesn't but can make can keep it to where ryan can be ryan and it doesn't have to he where he doesn't have to like fall in line with the rules like I'm just saying examples of stuff that wouldn't work, like Harry Potter, uh, Lord of the Rings, you know, stuff where he has to conform to I, I'd even to the say, world. I'd even say at this point, I don't want to see Ryan Gosling in a DC movie. I don't. No, no, because superhero as well. I don't, you know, I don't think or, he or should Star be in. Wars. I, yeah, I, I don't know if Star Wars is exactly where he would need to be because it's gotten so like, eh. Yeah. And I feel like with the Taika Waititi next next wave of trilogy is not really going to be like a Ryan Gosling kind of thing, but it needs to be serious in tone, like a Blade Runner. So yeah, whether it's a completely new franchise that they start, um, maybe I can see him being a spy. I can see to, like, him being... read some novels and figure out like what's coming up. I can see him being a detective. I can see him doing stuff like that, like that. I, I'd be down for a franchise where he's like this, he's this detective or he's this, this, uh, but I mean, I could all, something. but like here, here franchise that he would, that will, won't have any movies coming up that I feel like he could have worked for a Mad Max 
Yeah. If we're if you know that's a world you got to conform to, but you you also get to act the hell out of it. Yeah, you do. Um, you know, if they if Blade Blade Runner was perfectly placed for him, it's just something that you know it has way more darker and serious, more serious tones. Yeah, I agree. Um, then, but it could still be fantasy. No, I'm I'm with you. you. And like I said, Dune would have been perfect for him if he had to have had a spot for him. Yeah, and but see, I think he's too because of Dune's age. Well, yeah, think, no, he's not the right character. Yeah, that, I don't it, think there's I'm a character like, that fits him, but I get what you're saying. That's the yeah. type of movie that he should be. No, I agree. All right, next, the next guy on the list, I'm going to say every, all these guys age, 36 years old. He is, the argument that I would have for him would be better right now if I got to see the biggest movie that's supposed to come out this year. But John David Washington, what he has done in Black Klansman to Ballers, his career's on the up and up, and for him to be the lead in a Christopher Nolan movie, it has to be stated that this dude is on this list because if this movie would have been out, we would have known, had a more definite answer. I also love the fact that he's trying to differentiate himself from Denzel, even though that Denzel did do blockbusters in the sense of some of the, uh, like the inside mans, the equalizers, Denzel had his own style, but him being in Tenet, this is huge for him, and this is something that can put him at the top of the list, like, to me, he has to be, even though he's only had a couple of movies that we've seen, the fact that he, he has Tenet in the wing waiting, he, his name has to be mentioned at the top with these guys right now. I think it's hard just because of lack of catalog. Lack of stuff? With, I'm not you know, mad Because Ryan catalog, uh, with Ryan Gosling, you can look back in that catalog and he goes all the way back to Remember the Titans. And then there's yeah. some guys that I'm about to name whose catalog is not as strong. John David's one of them and another guy in like probably like three in like three names or two names, we're going to get another one whose catalog is not as strong. But John David's on the list for me because of what, just because I, of what's on the horizon. I think he would actually benefit from doing something a little bit cheesy. Mm. Where like, I feel like someone, I feel like we need to see him like do something that's a little bit out of like, it seems, it seems like he's just headhunting for the top spots. And like, I don't know if like, but look, that, if he does, but, but the thing is, if Tenet crushes, it's all like, because we don't know what just, Tenet is. But it is, it comes down to the, to it, to is, is he a good actor? Or, or is he with good directors? Yeah. Or is he getting benefit of great filmmakers? You know what I'm saying? Like, we need to see him, like, really perform in something that isn't supposed to be an Oscar movie or like you know, the biggest thing like we need- okay I'd rather okay to that point I'd rather see him because I don't want to see him do anything cheesy I don't I and to our point about blockbusters I think doing stuff like Tenet is the type of blockbuster he needs to do I would rather see him in a Safadi movie a Safadi Brothers movie doing like something that Robert Pattinson or Adam Sandler did where you have to see them him act so we can know not saying the Safadi Brothers are any just because they're great directors but it it I would want to see him do something like that, a smaller role, like how his dad did Mo Better Blues or He Got Game, where we can see him act really well. And I think Spike's with Black Klansman was just such a spectacle at the time that he needs something a little bit smaller than that. And I think if we get that, that will clarify everything we need to know about John David. Because I actually don't want John David going down the any franchise. John David should not be in franchises, at least from what I see of his career right now. Like major blockbuster freight, like stuff like Tenet. I would love to see John David in a Quentin Tarantino movie. Like I want to see him with the the best directors. I, I, if I'm being honest, um, but I do I agree that we need to see I, one movie that shows he could do what, it without him. What's really difficult, and I learned this when I was watching a, a podcast that was diving in depth on best franchises. 
is like you can be a part of a franchise and not be like Star Wars or Marvel or something like that. Like, you know, I could see him picking up something that, you know, maybe if let's say the Jordan Peele verse, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Where like that's a universe that is connected and is and he could make a stamp on like, you know, some, something that like is a like horror has franchises and I feel like if he, I just want to see him do something completely different because I feel like he's getting pegged as doing the same lead roles and the same big director movies. I want to see him do something that, that I'm like, Oh, John David Washington's in this movie and there's, and it's not headed by, you know, name director who's on Oscar shortlist. Yeah. Like, but that, yeah. see, that just might be the quality of like I get it, I get what you're saying because the next guy I'm about to say just did that last year, and his acting is what got him in the Oscar nom. So I get that, but he might just be that guy. And I know, but see, and I know Leo, but Leo did the the Gilbert Grape shit. But like after that, everything's just everything was just big notch. Like Leo, Leo's big rings, big teams, big directors. Like and I, and John David just might be that guy. And I'm, I'm not, I get what you're saying, but I'm going to just say, let's not hold that against him that these big dogs want to work with him. Let's not hold that against my, no, my guy, not, John I'm against him. For sure. But I get what you're saying. The next guy on the list I have, Adam Driver. Adam Driver's 36 years old. He's the same age as John David. Adam Driver has had his franchise with Star Wars, but he has been inside of Black Klansman, Logan Lucky, and Marriage Story. The thing that I'm going to focus on is Black Klansman and Marriage Story. It shows Adam Driver's range. What I would like to see next from Adam Driver is maybe an action movie where I know he, like, I get he was Kylo Ren, but I would want to see him do, like, a Prisoners, a, 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 a Seven, a Zodiac, some, a, a user, like, something that's, like, a, uh, it's a serious what, a role. heavy mystery? Yeah, like a like something where he could be a cop or like something where he could be I like... I feel like that's coming for him. And I know he was a cop in Black Klansman, but like, I want to see him where he might have to fight a little bit. Just a little bit, like so, some, something like that. But, you know, uh, kind of how Leo had... Uh, oh, let me not use Leo. Kind of like how Brad Pitt had uh, the uh, assassination of Jesse James. Something, something like that. Uh, yeah, I mean, I think that that's next up for him. You know, being able to show that he could be, but Kylo Ren shows that he has the ability to do some, you know, action like that. I think, you know, he's now starting to tie himself with some more important directors in Hollywood that are going to yeah. be giving him some more opportunities. Where I, one thing that I would say that Adam Driver did that I was just talking about with John David Washington, that John David Washington could also do is girls. Marriage now, story. Girls. What? Oh, no, you're talking but about no, the TV show. You're talking, you're talking about, about the TV girls. show okay. Girls. I'm saying, like, Girls was something where he wasn't the drawing name. He wasn't the main focus, but he stole the show. That's what I want to see out of John David Washington. I want him to see him be on something where he's not the main focus. He's not... Can I argue? Can I argue a show for that? Ballers, bro. John David wasn't the main. No, I haven't seen Ballers. Yeah, that's what I'm about to say. That I, Ballers. So it's Ballers me, that for me. So I should I see Ballers and yeah, then it would all be secured. It, exactly. Because John David is the stud wide receiver who's the Rock's client. And like, it's, it's all about the Rock, but John David's the one who steals the show. I got you. Okay. Well, yeah, I need to watch Ballers then. Okay. Yeah. Cause, but I, but see, I was going to say, I would like to see John David do something like, marriage story or the or the report where it's like a movie where it's like 
you don't you don't think it has a lot of cle- a lot of uh, oomph behind it because it doesn't have a big director, but then your performance takes it to that level because Adam Driver. Sure. And it's, I granted Scarlett Johansson did an amazing job, but Adam Driver led Marriage Story and he led The Report, and both of those things are very well acted movies with little action to no action. So. If anything, that's what I want to see from uh, from uh, JDW. But the girls thing, yeah, you gotta you gotta check out Ballers. That that's what Ballers is for him, one thousand percent. All right, the next guy on the list is my guy. Let's get a blockbuster guy in here because I think it's I think this is one of the more interesting people to talk about. MBJ, not not Michael Jordan, Michael B. Jordan. He is our blockbuster guy. So Michael B. Jordan has done Creed. He has done Black Panther. He has done uh, Fruitvale. He, and he has done Just Mercy. Those are some of the films of Michael B. Jordan and Chronicles. And in the TV, and the TV he's done, uh, well, he was also in Fantastic Four. Yeah, which was his loss. Um, but And he was also in Friday Night Lights on TV, which is worth noting because it's a big time and he was in the wire TV franchise, and well, I mean, he was a child. Yeah, he was a child. I'm just, I'm just understanding. He was in the wire too. Got, got, got. Throw show love that. So Michael B. What I would want to see from his career is for him taking a note from John David with these big name directors. Like I need to see Michael B. Get out of franchise land. Like he's been in franchise land a little too long. I think Just Mercy will help. Yeah, I need, we need to see him act. Like, <laughs> like that's what we need. Well, to see. And that, I haven't seen Just Mercy. Have you seen Just Mercy? I've seen like half of it, and and I gotta finish it. He does Was a good it, job in that. Because I mean, that's that's your your mark right there. Like, if he can show people that he can do that, then they'll he be considered for more serious roles. But if we're thinking about like what his future is going to be, if it comes in terms of blockbusters. I don't know if he's going to jump into like any franchise that we know of at the moment. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, I don't think he's going to join well, anything. His next franchise already is, running. Is, the, is the Tom Clancy one that, that we, we talked oh, about. There you time. go. See this. So I feel like he's going to start spearheading franchises like that. And I, it's Michael B. Jordan. I don't know if he's going to be the Oscar guy, but I definitely think he's going to be like the action, the action guy. Now, kind of like, kind of like Tom Cruise and Will Smith. Now, I do think Michael B. could, you know, take a step back and be like, do I want an Oscar or should I make my way up from the Emmys? I think that he could jump in the TV and really kick ass, kick ass. And like, you know, uh, if HBO got him on a series like. And see, I think I think that's a great point. I think the first three names that we named are not TV guys. I don't think Driver. I don't think JDW. And I don't think uh, Gosling are TV guys, whereas Michael B. could be a TV guy. Yes. And I wouldn't be mad at it because I think he could get a good show on HBO or Amazon and kick ass. So that'll be something that I think he's the first guy that we have that is, I don't want to say in a different tier than them, but he, he is like at the top of the blockbuster game. Like he is not at the top of like... Uh, well, I mean, I even categories, but I even think with the names you said, minus Gosling, right now I just don't see Ryan Gosling ever being in TV. But I could see Adam Driver and John David Washington both moving to the right TV project that would be get in consideration. Maybe not necessarily a TV, but it could be you know limited, limited series. series. Yeah, that's that's what I you know. If anything, it's that. But I I can see Michael doing a multiple season show. But I'm just saying. saying I'm just saying that because like these are guys that we're talking about that are trying to take over Hollywood and it's more than just the Oscars. 
True. No, 1000%. I'm glad you are holding my foot to the fire with the Emmys because I was thinking just movies, but you were absolutely right. The next guy is an interesting, interesting man because I think after what he about to do, he, he won't go to TV. He is not going. So the next guy is our guy, Rob Pattinson. I think it, the conversation would be more interesting after we saw Tenant. But the fact of the matter is my guy has Tenet in the Batman on the horizon. Let's give some of his quality, which is Lighthouse, Good Time. Good Time. Good Time and Lighthouse are the two things that you need to check. Oh, and The King to check out to see if... The King, yeah. To see if Robert Pattinson... To see what we think about Robert Pattinson and shows his acting ability. I think this guy, after the Batman, I could see him going straight big movie director, Oscar category, baby. I think he's getting it. This is his franchise. This is what Adam Driver did with Star Wars, but it's going to be different because my guy's playing Batman. Like, my guy is about to be like Christian Bale out here in this piece, brother, getting anything he want made after this Batman shit, especially if Tin is fire. As much as like the other, I think the other names have potential to do what we said, be Oscar, be one of the biggest guys, maybe get some Emmys. I think Rob Pattinson has potential to be probably one of the biggest stars on the planet. If, if, if his, just because of what he has on the docket lined up, if those things are successes, it's over with. Yeah. I think the Batman's going to be a crux in his career. I mean, if the, if this, this Batman has, has got to be, it doesn't necessarily have to be better than Bale. But it's got to be but just it's as gotta good. Be, it's got to be in the argument. Yeah. Like, it, it, it cannot be talked amongst Like Ben, ben Affleck. Affleck. Like, yeah. like no Ben Affleck. So, I mean, he's, it's got to like, it's got to be up there. And it's got to be top tier. And I think he's got the right people behind him to help get it there. I mean, it doesn't seem like it. It, it doesn't seem like with the people that are involved right now is going to flop, but you know, you never know what happens. Yeah. You, so, anything could happen, but his, uh, his career outlook right now, as great as John David having tenant as great as Adam driver coming off a of marriage story in star Wars, as great as Gosling has been, his career has the chance to like get some major gasoline thrown on his little fire. Just like his fire yeah. is about to blaze. <laughs> so like the one thing that I would have about that choice that you you're putting out there is that, he has question marks. It's yeah, like, mate, he, he has the most question marks. Your mark. career is going to blow up if this, 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 and this happens. He has the, I, I, him and John David, I think, are the two out of the four that have the most question marks. But I'd well, say I mean, Pattinson, I think John David Washington has question marks, but at the end of the day, I, like, Pattinson I think But Pattinson has that, more. Yeah. I think Pattinson and, has the most question marks because if Tennant works, it'll show that he can not necessarily be the lead and do great acting. And that'll give him carte blanche. But if Batman works, it just shows he just did Tenet and Batman. Now it's time for this guy to be a lead. The question is, does he go? Because he's going to have to give us three Batman movies. Does he go? Because I don't think, I think Batman is his only franchise he's going to do. I think I would like to see Pattinson maybe work with a Scorsese. Maybe work with like a, with a, uh, with a, I don't know if he's a Tarantino actor, but I'd like to see him work with Scorsese. I mean, Tarantino's almost done anyway. I'd like to see, out of all the names we said, the only two that I would see want to see with Tarantino, as much as I love Gosling, it's either JDW or our driver. Like, if I'm being completely oh, honest. Yeah, like yeah it's, for sure. It's, it's driver and, or JDW. And what I would say about Spike Lee's Black Klansman is it, it gave me serious Tarantino vibes with those characters. So like, that's, a, that's, that's another that's conversation like, we can have on another day because Spike Lee and Tarantino are very, they are, they came up I in feel the same like, class. Yeah I, yeah, I feel like they're very cut from the same cloth. Yeah, they are. Um, 1,000%. 
So, so, but yeah, I mean, Robert Pattinson, I could see getting picked up. It's just what happens with Batman. It's really yeah. key. All right, the next guy is a guy that I think, and and I didn't know how I was going to approach it because Ian, shout out to Ian, our editor. He he told me to uh, I should definitely talk about this guy because we've talked about him. But I think a name you said to me off air in post production is kind of the route I see this guy taking. And this is not disrespectful because this man is an Oscar winner and this man is a blockbuster getter. But if I had a Gary Oldman of the group, it's this next man. And it's Lakeith Stanfield. Oh, yeah. Yeah, when like, Ian said that name and off, off air too, yeah. Um, like, like, and that, look, was, that was his first, that was his, like, when you that said- That was his number one choice. In Hollywood, it was like, oh, yeah, Lakeith Stanfield. And when I saw this trailer, I was like, oh, you guys might be right. Because what, what was the movies that he had that were, that were uh, that came out? What was the one, Sorry so, to Bother You? I that movie to, was good. Sorry <laughs> to Bother You was amazing. He has Sorry to Bother You, Knives Out, where he shows he can support, Uncut Gems, where he shows he can support, he has Get Out, where he shows he can support, and then Atlanta. So all of those are made, and that's why I say the Gary Oldman. He might not be the lead man, but huh, I can see him. Having, I, I can see him racking up a bunch of supporting actor nods. Sure, like he's not necessarily out of all the guys you've named is a lead, but he's someone that is such a good actor that he's going to find a role in the best work. Yep. And he's and he's done he's he's shown us that if you put him in the role, he's gonna he's gonna kick ass. He's gonna kill. He's it. gonna kick ass at the role. It's just he's just not the leading man, but he could be. And uh, he's he's someone that I think definitely is some like what we talked about. Michael B can come out and do TV he, and really, and he could do blockbuster. That, that's why I think like Gary Oldman is a perfect comp that I see for Lakeith. Like, I would love to see Lakeith go down the Gary Oldman route. But the next guy I got is a young boy. This is where I'm going for my young, out of how Leo was with the Denzels and the Tom Hanks and the Brad Pitts, how Leo was the young guy among those dudes. This is the young guy in my group. I'm going Timothy Chalamet. Call me by your name, Lady Bird, Little Woman, The King, and Dune coming up. This guy, like, this, this guy has potential to be something nuts. <laughs> he does but you know my thing with timothy and i just saw lady bird this week and it was all right yeah it's all right nothing getting crazy but it's a good movie it's it's a good movie i didn't really think that he did very well in that movie ah uh, that's no, just it, me it, it was cersei ronan's movie for sure it was well it was her but i mean out of the two guys and this is someone oh, you like lucas talking, hedges I thought Lucas Hedges played a, played a better character than Timothy Chalamet, but I don't necessarily think that that's Timothy Chalamet's fault. I think it was just it's the character that fault. was written. But if you look at Timothy and the King, baby, like <laughs> the, <laughs> that, king. The, the King, call me by your name, uh, in uh, in the movie that he did with uh, with uh, Steve Carell, Beautiful Boy, where he's playing a withdraw. I watched that movie where he's playing the guy who's going through withdrawals and trying to battle addiction my goodness timothy kills it brother what um, i would like to see from what timothy, was that other movie that he did what hot hot summer hot su- hot it? summer nights hot summer nights that one that one was really good too so what i want to see from timothy is what he has on the horizon it really good it was good he he his 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 thing what he needs next is a blockbuster and he and that's dune 
Dune. Yeah, that's Dune. And that's the only thing that he could do. Like, there's no way that he could have ever hopped into Star Wars or Marvel or anything. And, and, like I, and, it, and all the fan castings that I see on IG when they put Timothy Chalamet as like Nightwing or Robin, I'm like, do y'all not realize this? Like, with all these, first off, it's all these much. fan casters, they, they, they don't realize that their budgets, they don't have unlimited budgets to cast whoever they want as small roles. So, like, Timothy is like onward and upward. I would like to see him work with like, the Scorsese's, the Spike Lee's, like that's what he, after Dune and Denis Villeneuve, I would love to see him work with Fincher, like maybe get like a seven, get like a Zodiac. Like I need to see and him here, get like something I, I want dark. you to hear me out on this. And especially with, because of one, the times that we're living in right now. And two, we, what we've already seen um, with the direction of how people get excited for mediums. I think that Timothy Chalamet could kill a, a series too. Mm. And like, that's the thing, like when it comes to Timothy Chalamet, who's a young, young Hollywood where, you know, Brian Gosling is 39, but Tim, yeah. Timothy Chalamet has got a lot, lot, a lot more acting to left to do. He can spend a few years doing a, a TV series. Okay. As long as it's a serious TV series, like, you know, let's say, because we, we got to remember what I'm saying, TV series, you have HBO and HBO no, is yeah, putting no, out. I 1000% like, am not judging. To, like, there's no, like, when I say, hmm, that's not me looking down on TV because Amazon. I think, yeah, like, I, I agree with you in terms of Timothy going to TV. The question is, do I want to see him on a multi season show? I, I actually think Timothy should go to TV for a good limited series, but. Could he do a multi-season show? It just depends on the content of the show. If he's a detective, if it can't be nothing sci, like it can't be nothing sci-fi. I, well, I think Dune covers that for him. It's got to be I, something that's I serious think, and dark. I think this is kind of a crazy take, and I don't know how people will react to this, but I think Timothy Chalamet is poised for a western. I would love it. I would love it. That would be great. Like. That that's what I'm like. I would love that. No, you you sold me on that. I could see him being on a Western TV show or like he's British. Like I I know we already have uh Peaky Blinders and Boardwalk Empire, Which, but something akin to something like that. Sure. Like sure. A, a period piece. And and again, since he has such a long career, I could see that maybe being something he hits on after he's done a lot of the big stuff because you know he. The, the, he'll meet a lull period. He'll meet a period where he's like, okay, well, I'm not that new hot thing anymore. How do I revamp my career? I could see that being like where he's hitting his Ryan Gosling age as being like, oh, well, I'm going to go do this adult, very adult TV series role that could, you know, give me the next level and, and give me another golden trophy. Yeah, no, 1,000, 1,000. I'm trying to see if this guy is worth me mentioning. I'm trying to see. I got to see how old he is first before I say his All name. Right. Well, some of the names that I'll probably be throwing into my conversation when I'm looking into making you know my picks is uh, I mentioned Lucas Hedges. Nice. Um, I think he's definitely going to be up there for that. And uh, someone that he shared the screen with, Shia LaBeouf, as one of the older guys. I feel like if Tax Collector hits on all the right points, you could start seeing Shia LaBeouf doing these mid-major Hollywood roles that could end up taking, it could hit, be a hit. Because, you know, when I'm watching Uncut Gems, I'm like, oh, you know who could have been in this movie? Shia, Shia LaBeouf. LaBeouf. Yeah. You know, Shia LaBeouf should definitely make a movie with the Safety Brothers. He should, de- him, uh, Shia LaBeouf needs to be in a Tarantino movie. Bad. <laughs> like, like that, 
that's what I would love to see from Shia. And Shia should definitely make the list. I'm I'm excited to see who you pull next week. I have two more names just to open up the discussion with. And this guy, I was hesitant because he's 39, but we talked about Ryan. He doesn't have an Oscar, but he's been in some major movies, like some major, major movies. When I say his movie list, he has been a he's a he's a certified star, but I think because Ryan can be in this list, because he doesn't have an Oscar, I think this guy only has one pathway and it's just shooting for Oscars. Like, I think this dude, like the next guy I'm about to say is established, but he's just shooting for Oscars. Jake Gyllenhaal. Oh, he's 39? Jake Gyllenhaal's 39. Damn, I thought he was older than that. Nah, Gyllenhaal's 30, but that's what I'm saying. That's how many hits he's put out. Nightcrawler, Brokeback Mountain, Darnie Darko, Prisoners, Southpaw, Zodiac, End of Watch, and Enemy. Those are all, oh, and Nocturnal Animals. And he has his blockbuster with Spider-Man. I think for Gyllenhaal, it's just Oscar pushes at this point. Although I would like to see Gyllenhaal, I think it would be interesting if Gyllenhaal went to TV for, for a limited HBO series. Yeah, that's that's happening at some point. I mean, I'm surprised they didn't try and get him for True Detective season next. You yeah, know what and that's what, that was, was in the back of my mind. Like, I could see Jill Gyllenhaal being in True Detective. Or yeah, some, or something like Perry. If Mason. they can, if they continue that, but yeah, Perry Mason, yeah, something, something along those lines. I could see that happening. Uh, with Jake Gyllenhaal being that young, I didn't realize that man. Yeah, I mean, he's been in some like really major, crazy movies. good, crazy good movies. But the thing about like his movies is that they all kind of have like this alternative tone, where it's like Nightcrawler, Donnie Darko. Like these are movies that are they may not be. Tenant, where it's like, oh, I'm anticipating Tenant all year. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But it's that movie that's going to come out, and then people are going to be like, that looks good. Jake Gyllenhaal, I'm watch it, and then it's like, great, yeah, no, one thousand percent. I'm with you. Yeah, J- Jake's my guy. I love Jake. I couldn't put him high on the list because it's like he's an established actor. Not saying that Ryan's not, but like Jake has been in a lot of good movies, like a lot of fucking good movies. So I think all that's left for Jake is the Oscar realm, and then his career will be like cemented or an Emmy. Either way, I think if he doesn't get the Oscar, I think he switches to TV to get the Emmy. I, I think that's that that is where I could see him switching to TV. The next guy I have is, and I'm gonna save Daniel Kaluuya for you, but Daniel Kaluuya is someone that I, th- I thought might as well just say it. Yeah, we can talk about Daniel, and I, oh, I'll save the guy I didn't mention for you because I think. Daniel Kaluuya is an interesting discussion. I think Daniel Kaluuya being a get out star brought his name to real fast up. He was a a role player in Black Panther. He was a role player in Sicario and Queen and Slim. I think if Fred Hampton works really well, Daniel Kaluuya has a shot to be. I'm trying to think of an actor I could compare him to. I see him as like a Brad Pitt-esque guy. Like, not necessarily, like, but Brad Pitt was a leading man, but, like, not necessarily, like, going for the Oscar every time, but he could do blockbuster, but he could also dabble into Oscar territory. You know, a conversation that we'll probably have more so next week when I'm bringing out guys, is I'll probably bring out, I'll probably name a few names that I feel like could pop into it because I'm such a fan. But Daniel Blue is someone that I could see ending up being in Star Wars, depending on the tone that they take. Mm, I'm not mad at it. But that's what I'm saying. Uh, Daniel Kaluuya can still do blockbuster. Like, he's that guy that could, it, it's still, he has so that, many question marks that it could go either way at this point. Because I think he could be a Jedi. Oh, I could see him as a Jedi. I wouldn't be like, mad at it. 
I would not be mad at it. I could definitely see him being a Jedi, but I wouldn't want him in a superhero film. Funny enough, I'd rather him in a Star Wars film than a superhero film. Well, he's already, he already is in a superhero film. But I don't black. He's not count that in Black Panther. I don't count that shit. That was just him <laughs> just doing that because like all the all the black people wanted to be in Black Panther, and like he was cool. It, it was during the Get Out times, and like it was just it was just it was just a moment. But like I'm but saying, I like his, him, his own franchise. Being, like I could see him spearheading a Star Wars. Yeah, I could see that too. I could definitely but, see that too. One thousand percent. But I would see him like I would love to see him do a Spike Lee movie. I'd love to see him do like get him with some of, get him with some of these big name directors like uh get him with like a uh I'd like to see him team up with Jordan Peele again maybe get him with Fincher maybe get him with like someone someone on those lines not necessarily Tarantino or Scorsese but like Fincher uh Peele uh, again the Parasite guy uh Bong yeah Bong Joon Ho yeah I would oh man I'd love to see Kung I think, in a Bong movie I I think him I think Lake of Stainfield would be really good in a Bong Joon Ho movie yeah. Maybe Alfonso so, Cuaron, like get him, get him working Alfonso with uh, get him working with some of that shit. I could see Kalua doing some more horror films. I think Kalua is like the wild card of my list. Because right. he's an enigma. But that's my tentative list right now. We will have Schubert's list next week. So let me tell you the guys again. Gosling is my number one draft pick. He, he's the guy that like I'm betting the house on. Number two draft pick, John David, because I'm also betting the house on him. <laughs> I'm betting the mortgage on that nigga. <laughs> Number three, I got Adam Driver. Number four, I got the Batman, Robert Pattinson. Number five, I have uh, Lakeith Stanfield in the supporting Oscar killer for the next couple of years. Number six, I got Timothy as the young, the young gun. Number seven, Jake Gyllenhaal in the final enigma, Jake, I mean, uh, Daniel Kaluuya. But there's more people. I, I could have mentioned like Boyega, but I figured I'd save that for you to, so we could discuss Boyega. I think, like you said, Lucas Hedges is an interesting name. There's some there, uh, Henry Golding's an interesting name. Those are things yep. that we'll talk about next week, and I'll see who you bring to the table. And I, when you bring your actors, I'll bring some actresses next week, so we'll we can like start that conversation as well. I think actresses is an interesting thing to look at. Who's going to be the next? girls coming up i, I think, think it's a lot harder because it fluctuates it so much because like so many young girls in hollywood are getting nominated for oscars like it just goes and but then on the same hand like meryl streep's still getting in there you know so yeah. it's like and like it's it's the margot robbie era right now so like do and that's not one that we could count but we should because she's still on the up and up so it's like uh, yeah well i mean it's like who do you count in that because like you know, Margot Robbie is someone that's still come kind of coming up, but she's also like also the one. She's the, the one, one right now. Yeah, I, but I, I guess she's the one. I still think Amy Adams is holding secure in that role for sure. Oh, for sure, for sure, Amy Adams. But yeah, no, yeah, Amy is definitely probably. Well, like I mean, it's just like right go now. look on IMDb right now, like I'm, what Amy Adams has been in, and it's literally everything that you like. Yeah, no, one thousand percent for anybody. Like she just she is in. We listened to her movies earlier. She's in, you know, Vice, Inherent, you know, I mean, in, uh, Arrival, Vice, Arrival I mean, The Master. Like all, oh, she she's just been in, in Nocturnal Animals. She's just been in amazing shit. So like, yeah, yeah, Amy Adams is the best right now. But Margot Robbie's right on her heels. Like Margot Robbie is, yeah, Margot Robbie should be on the list because she's the next. She's the one to take the torch. She she should that, but she's the number one draft pick. Like Margot Robbie's Ryan Gosling of the of the female list. Like yeah, she, she is number one. But like, man, with with Zendaya getting Emmy noms and then Sorcia Ronan, like that, those are the ones. And, and I just finished Euphoria or whatever, and I can see why she's nominated. 
Those are some of the ones. So we're going to talk about that, but this is an interesting conversation. You out there make your list of who you think are the next ones coming up, the next the next people to take over Hollywood. So y'all let us know. And let us know what you think about our list. Let me know what you think about the guys I nominated at first. If I forgot anybody, and maybe Schubert will pick them up for next week. But interesting. I didn't leave you a lot, but, but I'm interested to see how creative you get. Oh, I'm excited for it. But uh, before we move into Avatar, one thing, that's on top of my head that I want to ask you about. And since we're on the pod, it's kind of appropriate. But what do you think about High Fidelity? Didn't you see it got, that it got canceled? Oh, the... Uh, the Lazoe Kravitz show on Hulu. I thought you saw that, huh? Yeah, I did watch it. Damn, it got canceled? Yeah. I think that's because of her commitment. I think I I, I don't think that's because the show was bad. And Zoe... She, was bad. she, she had uh, you know a lot to say about that. What'd she say? She was she was saying was she, uh, well, she she made the comment that um all the sh- all the shows with white leads are still around. Mm. She so no, that was her that was her yeah. comment. But look, but I'm that just saying, was like, good. That's like what, I don't I don't know what Hulu doing. That's crazy. Yeah, I th- I had watched a few episodes of it and I thought it was really well done. And that's had- why HBO said, "Don't worry, come over, come over." That's why HBO tweeted the uh, the the uh, legendary uh, Suge Knight quote: "If you don't want all your producers up in your video, come to HBO." Yo, that's why they tweet. Oh, Zoe's gonna be okay, man. Zoe, Zoe's probably good. I heard Zoe might be getting begin a Catwoman show on HBO. Like that's like a rumor. I can see it. So like, yeah, Zoe's gonna be fine. Zoe, Zoe, Zoe's gonna be a lady on that list. That's why it popped in my head because we were. That was Zoe's I was like, definitely a lady on that list. Exactly. Like, you, you uh, high fidelity. The she's like Pattinson. She's she's just waiting for gasoline to be thrown on her fire. Pretty much. Pretty much. So, so yeah, no, I'm excited. This is a conversation that I'm really enjoying. But let's we do an Avatar right. before Umbrella. Uh, yeah. All right, let's get it. Um, so uh, the first bit was uh, there is no warm bossing, say, that oh, episode. Are, are you not talking about the drill? Well, we talked a little bit about it in the last episode. The one thing I will say about it when I did watch it is that it really is kind of like man of a fight thing. It has like all the potential of being like a, a, a really badass like fight, but then it's just like them sloshing muddy dirt water that's around. Why, that's why they like, put it at the end of 12. <laughs> And yeah. Netflix, but just to let people know, we aren't talking uh Lake Lagai today because Schubert wanted it to be uh the final to have four episodes to discuss since we've been usually doing four. Oh, no, we would only had two, we'd only had two next week, so this is three and three. So, the first one we got the city of the walls and secrets, Aang and the kids finally arriving, bossing say to see the Earth King, only to find mysterious forces within the city conspiring to stop them to find out about Long. His name is uh, Long Fei, the leader of the uh, is his name Long Fei, something like that. Yeah, and, but he's the cultural leader of bossing say. Yeah, so he's the guy who's in charge of the secret police as well. So, uh, and that's pretty much, they find out about him and he's like, yo, if y'all want to do it, if y'all want to, uh, if y'all want to keep living in Bossing saying keeping everything straight, y'all don't mention the war. The, the, uh, the king is just a figurehead. Also, if y'all want no beef, uh, y'all don't want, if y'all want to find Appa, y'all better chill out. Yeah, his name is Longfei, the head of the Dai Li. And then he reveals that the Earth King has no true power and that, uh, 
Also, yeah, if they want to find Appa, they can't. They better stop speaking out. Also, Jet is trying to find evidence that Zuko and Iroh are firebenders. After uh, in the last episode, he saw Iroh heat up his tea with his firebending. Yep, and then uh, Jet ends up in a sword fight with Zuko or he tries to get into one, and, uh, but that ends, up, that ends up in an arrest, and, sub, and then he gets brainwashed by the Dai Li, believing there's no war in Bakken. Which is one of the craziest parts of that episode, because it's a going through the sequence of, like, Aang and them are, like, telling this guy, like, I don't understand, like, this, and he's like, we're not, we don't, we don't speak about the war, we, you know, it, everyone's safe here, like, the king has no, nothing to do with this, I have no matters in getting involved in an endless war. And then you'd see like Jet sitting in there being like, what are you guys talking about? Like the war is real. Like, wh- why do you think there's refugees? And then this thing just going around in a circle. There is no war in Bossing, say. Yeah, shit's crazy. That was a solid, solid episode. A lot of uh, just foreshadowing with Zuko, just like him fighting his destiny. We see it just building up. The tension is building up for the end of season two with just Zuko and Iroh just spending time together. Does he do the right thing or is he going to try to capture team avatar and more things get placed for him to see that Aang's here? Cause they learn that Aang is in Bossing say. So the next episode 15 is just a bunch of vignettes about each episode, each uh, character doing their own thing in Bossing say, uh, Katara. Serious. Some of them are serious. Yeah. Katara and Toph have a girl's day in the inner city. The next one is really serious. Iroh provides, uh, small kindness to various people in the outer city before venturing out of the city to find a place mark for the birthday of his son, Lutin, who was killed in the siege of Ba Sing Se, kneeling before the portrait of his son, Iroh tearfully sings Leaves from the Vine, a folk song about a young soldier returning home, showing his sadness and missing his son. But that also shows why he cares for Zuko so much because he doesn't want Zuko to turn out like that and end up losing his life over something It'll- meaningless. In the beginning part of the episode, it also shows how much of a badass he is because, like, he's trying to get mugged or, like, some guy's trying to mug him. He's like, well, your stance is shit. And it's just like, like, yep. beats, his, beats his ass a little bit and then, like, ends up having tea with him. It just shows who Uncle Iroh is. So he's a, he's a man of believing peace. He doesn't believe in unnecessary fights. Aang helps a zookeeper build a new zoo outside the wall. Sokka accidentally ends up in a girls-only poetry club. Zuko goes out on a date, resisting at first, but winds up enjoying himself. Momo looks through Bossing Safe for Appa, only to find one of his footprints, which is a big yep. deal to show that Appa is in Bossing Safe. But again, Zuko... Pulling at his heartstring, going on a date, like having a good time, building up well, that tension. It, yeah, it shows like how he still has feelings for May, which really kind of, you know, come come to more fruition later down the line. Like it's just it's it's a turning point for him going on that date because like it's like oh Zuko, you had such a nice time on that date. Why aren't you? Why aren't you into it? It's like oh no, my heart's somewhere else. And yeah, it, it also May. goes in. Well, I mean, it also goes into where his loyalties lie. Yeah, like, still I with, think, it's still with the Fire Nation, still with his, still, still trying to get back to his life of old, true. not this new life that Iroh wants on him. And if we were discussing 17, that's a big point of Lake Lagai, but we'll discuss that next week. And that'll be the turn of, or the, the conclusion of the Zuko bomb exploding. But we might as well finish off with Appa's lost days. After being abducted in the desert, Appa is traded to the Fire Nation Circus, where a trainer whips and humiliates him, generally mistreats him. He eventually escapes with the help of a small boy. He later unwillingly fights a porcupine. He wins, but is badly wounded by Fortune Suki in 
seeing the Kyoshi Warriors come across Appa and help him recover from his injuries, but the Warriors are attacked by Azula and her team. Appa is forced to flee at Suki's urging, lest be hurt in the ensuing battle between Azula's forces and the Kyoshi Warriors. Dispirited, confused, and longing for Aang, Appa returns to his childhood home at the Eastern Air Temple where he discovers a mysterious guru has taken residence in the ruins. The guru knows him back to health and imparts to him Aang's location before sending Appa to reunited Aang with a message for Aang attached to Atra's horn. Appa arrives in Bossing Se just short of reuniting with Aang and is ambushed by Long Fei of the Dai Shi. But the the moment with Suki fighting Azula is very uh we'll see that again when because Suki and them lose and Suki goes to jail. Yep, that is facts. And then we will um, see Suki later in a fire uh prison jail, which will be very important for a young Sokka. Because we yes. will meet someone else in that same Fire Lord jail. More important than his IQ skills. Yeah, very much so. So, but that's it for the uh, Avatar rewatch. Like I said, Shubin uh, wanted to do Lake Lagai part of the three, which I think it makes sense because because uh, it's the it's the closing. Yeah, it's the closing of the season. So, but short short week with Avatar this week, super solid. I think if anything, the Appa thing was a filler, but it was important because, like I said, it laid foundation for Suki being in jail, laid foundation for uh, just Appa's well, journey. Wh- well, Appa's journey, it, it explains farther what the true purpose of them being in Bossing Se is. Oh, like, yeah. They have no intention of him finding Appa and all that. Like, there's there's more to do about that whole situation with Aang yeah. and Bossing Se. It shows that maybe there, maybe Long Fei and the Dai, and the Dai Li aren't necessarily working for the Earth people. But we'll learn more about that soon enough. Soon, soon enough. Uh, so right. let's talk about the second half of Umbrella Academy. Um, trying to remember exactly where we left off. Um, um, the last thing it we was, talked about it was, was right after uh, Five discovered that the that Lila was with um, the handler. Yeah. Yep. 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 So that was the last thing we talked about. And Klaus uh, ret- uh, returns from his trip through time, and then Vanya begins to feel different without her meds. That's the last thing we saw. It was uh oh no wait no, no I'm looking at the season one thing. My bad. I'm tripping. Okay, so yeah, the last yeah. thing we saw, yeah, it's, it's what you said. The siblings have different plans to spend their last day on Earth, and then Lila confronts her mother, and Five figures out that, uh, that uh, like you said, the, the next thing we have is a light supper, which is Allison gives Ray a peek at her powers. Dave visits Klaus' compounds. The handler offers Five a deal, and the siblings meet their father for dinner. We have Oga for Oga, which after, is crazy. Yeah. After Five travels to 1982 and carries out his new mission, the siblings face a flurry of difficult decisions. Carl issues a warning to Vanya, which is also crazy because Carl finds out about uh, Vanya in his lady's relationship and he hates him and because he's homophobic and shit and, he, and he's not trying to lose his wife. And he's like, I'll send that boy to a mental institution if you don't get out of here, Vanya. So that, that was that. Then episode eight, the seven stages, a desperate five concocts a risky plan to in- intercept another version of himself. The FBI tortures Vanya. Diego discovers the, what causes the apocalypse, which is Vanya's torturing by the FBI because she exploits the FBI, which they think is Russians, thus causing uh, Russia... America War, the the penultimate episode nine seven three four three as five plots against each other. As the five plot against each other, one of the siblings makes a big sacrifice to help Vanya, and Lila learns the truth about her parents. And we'll we'll discuss all this once I run through all these synopsis. The end of something, reeling from the events of Dealey Plaza, the siblings head to a farm to help save Harlan, only to find themselves drawn into a deadly showdown. So, all right, let's discuss this. Um, so you know, early on. 
with the first episode, the meeting with the father, you know, with the, with the Hargreaves is pretty crazy. Um, the first time that you really start to see it goes back to that first season dynamic. Yeah. Uh, the bickering and all that. Um, because before Von- that point, they were kind of cool. Yeah, they were kind of cool. So, well, they were glad to all have seen each other, but once they start getting in the room and things start getting real again, and then, you know, Diego has this whole hero complex. And he's like, oh, yeah, we got to, like, stop the president. Yeah, the president. you got to say JFK. And then finding and, out know, that Harlan is part of that. Yeah, and then because Harlan's in that group trying to assassinate the president. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, not Harlan, no, Hargreaves. Hargreaves, yeah. Yeah, so. And so he talks to the, you know, his mom that he remember as he remembers her out in the car yeah and um, tells her like hey you know you should just like check and see what he's doing ask him about it mm. which i feel like comes play a role with how it all ultimately ends up in the future once we get to that part yeah oh you think that's that that's why it ends up turning out the right way no i think that you know since we're talking about all spoilers here you know at the end the cliffhanger is pretty much when they go back to the future and it's nothing like it was for them. And you know, yeah, they, just, they, as the umbrella Academy never even existed. Like as, a, as the umbrella Academy. Yeah. They were like and, the Sparrow Academy. Exactly. And I feel like the relationship with um, that woman and Hargraves, you know, having them break up or, you know, whatever happened with that had something to do with like, the eventual mm. future kind of being different. Cause I mean, that, that kind of gets the ball rolling on his life and completely altering it. You know, I don't think that you get the, the scene you get in, in uh, the ninth episode with him, you know, showing off that well, not showing off, but like the big Taking reveal that he's, yeah, he's an alien. You know. Yeah. Man. Exactly. Hargrave is a fucking alien. So like we find that and that his thing was the reason why he was with those dudes. Cause he was trying to, his main thing was to beat the Russians to space and like help the U.S. do this, but they were trying to get him to be a part of this presidential assassination. He was just kind of fed up with the group and like he reveals the self that he's an alien. They're like, if you don't help us, we'll tell everybody. But he's like, fuck that shit. Yeah. So, but some, then some real Independence Day killing. Yeah, Luther doesn't have much big storylines. I think the the remaining storylines that are huge that we should discuss is like five. What happens with the commission? And Vanya with this, and then Lila, Lila, Diego, Diego, and Lila. Yeah, so five mm-hmm. in the commission. We find out that like, yo, mom wants five to kill the the bosses or whatever. Five ends up killing the bosses, giving the handler in control. The handler then sticks the Swedes on five in the gang, and then like tries to kill them all. Five, they they end up do killing them all, but five goes back two seconds later to save everybody. Mm-hmm. You don't remember how they they kill everybody, and then but five ends up saving them. No, I'm, yeah, I know that. I'm talking about uh, the Swedes. Well, the Swedes the, end up dying. Not all of them. True. True, 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 true. One of them lives because one of them kills the handler. Exactly. Yep, and then the handler ends up dying. She's gone. So the commission's in this weird space. And because Fishhead Homie doesn't run it anymore, it's the little, the no neck guy. Herb, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I think that's his name. I don't know. But <laughs> whatever. I, I need to look up that for sure. But like, the little guy with no neck. That's his name. But that that's what happened on Fives. Vanya shit. We already talked about Carl forcing to uh forcing them to leave. 
uh, we find out that Harlan has Herb powers. Manson. Yeah, f- versus her to leave. Yeah, we find out that Harlan has powers. Ends up does he ends up saving Vanya and some shit with from a. Uh, no, not really. It's Harlan's pretty useless. Like he doesn't really like do anything. He just is like, you know, spasming. And then like Vanya takes like what she thought that she gave him. And then what you find out when like, uh, after Vanya and her lover like split up, cause she, you know, uh, sissy's like, we can't, we can't, we can't be outside this time. Like we can't yeah. go to the future. Like, blah, blah, blah. And as she's driving away or whatever, you see Harlan back there, like, spinning a ball or something like that, like, floating or whatever. Mm-hmm. So you, you, you see that he has powers, but I don't really necessarily know what that has to do with anything. Possibly has something to do with the future outcomes. Like, maybe he's, like, you know, an older person now. Yeah, and like to fight or some shit. Either has to fight or... Um, you know, has something to do with Doomsday, maybe is a part of the Sparrow Academy. You know, yeah. don't know. We shall see with that. Uh, I'm trying to think of other important storylines because we talked about the Reginald Hargrave. Oh, Ben saving uh, Vanya from the FBI, thus stopping the Doomsday, but he sacrificed his life force and ends up dying in the process. Also, but- the whole stuff with Ben possessing Klaus was really fun. Yeah, true, 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 true. This was a good episode. This was a good season for Ben because, like you said, when we come back to the Sparrow Academy, Ben is the leader of them, not Luther. Yes, yeah. Ben is the leader. So I think that's going to be real. At least at least this actor, I thought for a second, I was like, oh, man, they, they're going to get this guy off the show now. And then, nope. This guy's about to be one of the leads, baby. Let's go. Exactly. He's back. What a, what a cool way to bring him back from the dead. I, I agree. Like, when I saw like, that, I was Super like, smart. I mean, I thought the ending of it was perfect. It was like the best cliffhanger you could have given me. Like, there's no way that I wouldn't want to see a season three now. Yeah, like I have to know what happens. Got to know what's up with Sparrow Academy. Got to know what's up. Uh, where does Reg- Where does Reginald Hargraves come from? Like, what is, what is that? You know, what are the lives of these characters now? If there was never an Umbrella Academy, does Allison still have her daughter? Like, that was one of her driving forces of leaving that era where yeah. she had found love in a yeah, in a sense. With Ray. Which I liked. I, yeah, I liked. Him. I liked him too. Yeah, I thought Ray should have went to the future. He would have liked it. Gone to the future too. I think he would have liked it. <laughs> yeah, he would have been like, "Oh, we get to do this. Let's go, Liddy." <laughs> oh man. Yeah, I know you can't say it, but I'll say it. That shit would be lit, bro. Imagine you can only eat in certain areas for like all your life, and then you go to 2019, and shit is crazy. <laughs> Or 2020 and shit is nuts. Yeah, Ray would be like lit. But well, it was funny when like she was telling him about like he was like a black president, like black, (laughs) black. (laughs) That shit was hilarious. So, but yeah, man, I'm interested to see how Luther moves along from not this father complex. He's kind of grown. Like, how is he as a new character? How does Diego deal with like everything that he is? Like, is he not who is he as a person in season three? I'm really interested to see about five, man, because like, how does five get through this being a kid? Like he's growing well, he's up. He's gonna be again. older now. Oh yeah. Wait, how old is he gonna be? Well. Oh, you talking about that? Okay, yeah, yeah. You talking about the actor is gonna keep getting older, so Aven- yeah. eventually that dude's back is gonna go out because like I don't know if you've noticed that, but this dude like walks like he's got hunched like the whole time. It's just like he's got his arms up like 
Find my favorite five, man. At a, like a 90 degree angle. I'm just like, dude, this guy's back has got to hurt. Because I love the fact that Five's an assassin. Like, and I love he's a he's a teleporting assassin. He is my favorite character in the show. Some of the coolest uh, parts of the 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 season with Five was him killing all the directors. Um, yep. His battle with himself. Yeah. Um, and even his battle with Lila was really interesting. How like she was able to to you know to counteract his fighting um, in the last episode, of course, when we find out that Lila's powers are the mirror power. So she gets to show us a little bit of everyone's power that she does. So she shows her own little bit, you know, her and five fighting and both having the same power set is really interesting. Yep. And then five, that's, that's the thing. Her and five having the same power set, thus being that Lila is, well, one, is another one of those kids. Yes, that's what we do end up finding out is that she's one of what I think there's ten total, so she's one of the three that they don't know. Yeah, and there's some they there that means that they're leading to next season learning about more of the kids that they didn't Possibly. get, or does that mean they're in the Sparrow Academy and and then and then some of them aren't in the academy? Yeah, that's right. Well, I mean, none of them are in the Sparrow Academy because they would all they would all just have seamlessly came in it together. Came through, you know? True, yeah. There's no way, yeah. But um, yeah, man, I thought it was pretty crazy. The the finale fight, like I mentioned, with like Lila being able to mirror everyone's move was pretty intense. Uh, we we didn't really get to see her do like you know Klaus stuff because I mean Klaus doesn't really yeah, fight, but yeah, Klaus doesn't really. He just talks to the dead and has been fight for him, which can't yeah. happen anymore. Which can yeah, which can't happen anymore. So you know he's gonna have to figure figure something, something out. out. Yeah, exactly, figure something out. So it's gonna be interesting, uh, man. Vanya's starting to gain some control of her powers in a sense, which is which good. Is so she doesn't so she doesn't destroy the world. Yeah, they kind of play on the of her growing up and the you know uh her dad not always knowing that she was a bomb yeah always like i'm never gonna teach her these powers because it's gonna bring about the end of the world when like she should have been doing it the whole time yeah teaching her yeah if i was like we gotta teach this girl what to do so but yeah no solid solid season man shout out to umbrella academy i give it a solid kate walsh did great oh you're gonna give a solid ranking i was gonna give give it a solid solid 8.6 man 8.6 8.7 yeah, I mean, I thought I thought it was a uh, it was really great. I one thing about the you know the cast of characters is you know like I mentioned, Kate Walsh is someone that you don't really expect to come in here and like kill a role, and she did. I thought is that mom? Uh, yeah, that's the handler. Yeah. Oh, the handler, the handler, the handler. Yeah, she she's one of the best actresses on the show. Um. Yeah, and I really thought um, Klaus again was a really star. Former of this season, Klaus. I agree with you, the handler and Klaus. Let's see who else you got to say because right now I'm agreeing with you. It's gonna be interesting to see how the commission comes back next season. What do what are their roles in it? Like now that the handler's gone, do we lose that aspect? Are we gaining something new? Like what do they play? But I'd say her, Klaus, and five. Those are my three favorites. And five, yeah. I mean, I would still say that uh, Ellen Page did a pretty good job with you know pushing along her character. Um, and I really I thought, thought Allison that we made good strides. About, you know, Allison made good. I think everyone did make good strides in a way. Um, Luther was probably the one who had the weakest storyline. Yeah, but Luth- I feel Luth- like Luther's last place. But I feel like that could change in season three. And I don't think that Tom Hooper did a bad job portraying him. I thought that the character just like didn't, didn't have, have as much, much to do. do because it really wasn't about him. 
Also, want to see more from Diego, man. I keep wanting to see more. From I don't Diego. know what you're talking about. You want to see more from Diego? I mean, fighting wise, probably so. Because I mean, yeah, I that, feel like he's got this like move set that you really don't really get to witness. That's and, what like, I'm talking about. That's exactly like his knife throwing him being like this great combatant. Well, the thing about it, his power that you really don't necessarily realize until the last episode of this season is that you know he controls like everything. It's almost like having like a mini force field. So like he's you know taking on all these bullets and he stops like all the bullets and then can redirect them or whatever. Like, like that's, that's crazy yeah. power, dude. That's what I'm saying. Like so Diego's like, stronger than what was led to believe. Yeah. So, but I mean, I feel like um, his all of them are kind of building his personal story in this season was pretty strong. Yeah. No, that that characterization of him was great. Yeah. I just need to see more action from him. But see, like in season one, you really just think that Vanya is just OP and everybody else kind of just has some basic power. But like. Diego's strong as hell. Uh, five can jump through space and time. Vanya's room. I mean, the, the rumor shit could kill anybody. That shit's nuts. Klaus can her. talk to the dead. And then fucking uh, Luther's kind of like low key. Like, even though Luther's super strong and kind of like kind of indefensible, like, or he can take more damage than others. Luther's kind of the weakest one with his little eight, his eight man body. Yeah, I, I guess. W- you know, the beginning part of the season was more to show like how he could be badass. where it's like the way that he was performing in the fights made him seem like invincible. Mm-hmm. And I guess that's like how they're trying to portray him. But, you know, it was just a little bit hard for him to really shine in the season. And, you know, yeah. we're going to get a lot of Ben next season, too. So yeah, I feel like cool. what's going to be an interesting dynamic is Ben and Luther. Because oh, I feel yeah. like Ben is now is the leader of this group, and Luther's the leader of his group of him of his group, and like you know, butt heads on that. Yeah, Something gonna be interesting to see, man. I'm interested in season three, but solid, solid. That's all we got this week, though, Shuby brother. Yeah, I was real big on Umbrella Academy. I guess if I was gonna rate it, oh, it's it's pretty tough. Oh, what is it? At? Rating it out of ten. Yeah, out of ten. I wish I would have known what I had done for season one. Season one, um, I think he gave like an eight. I'd probably stick with that even more so. Probably like an 8.7. That's what I'm saying. 8.7, 8.8. Like, just because like, I don't think that I could put it at a nine because like, I think a nine is real top tier and there's still other shows that I'd put it over. Yep. There's so many still other shows that, yeah, that I would put them over Umbrella Academy. But Umbrella Academy is giving me quality content. Like, it's one of those and things it, now. And if the next season's better than this one, it just shows that they've gradually gotten better. Sure. Like, I think that Umbrella Academy is going to be, like, the show that is on Netflix. That Netflix is going to be mad that it doesn't have, like, the outward critical success. But it's one of the more solid shows that they yeah, have running. Yeah, just, just not. I guess I guess we can consider a cult classic, maybe because people are afraid of the superhero element of it all. And they're just like, oh, just another superhero thing. That's what my girlfriend like, thought. That's why she didn't want to watch it. She was like, Are you watching kids? Like, what is this? Is this like X-Men? I'm like, no, this has not this is nothing like that. These people hate each other. She was like, What are you talking about? And then when she after the first five minutes, because she's like, Oh, it is kids, but then when you see them snap back to the old version, she's like, Oh, Ellen Page is in this, and then it's like, Oh, this is not what I thought it was. I'm like, you just have no idea. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, it gives you like this totally different take. It's a, it's different than it's no, a normal superhero show because it really has nothing to do with a superhero team. It's more so 
individuals. Yeah, and and they do kind of, Umbrella Academy kind of does what Doom Patrol does, where it's not about the heroes and what they do; it's about yeah. how they how they grow as people. Yeah, I would say that that's the closest comparison of if we're gonna give like a Doom a comparison for Doom Patrol or for Umbrella Academy. Like they are closely intertwined. Yep, whereas the boys, baby, we're about to hit. We're we're destroying whales. Shit is gonna be nuts this season. I'm ready. I'm so ready. ready. But but before then, we gotta go to Lovecraft Country and see what's up with the Cthulhu next week. Yeah, Lovecraft Country. I'm I'm excited to check out. I've been seeing so many things, um, articles of just hyping it up with with uh, Journey Smollett. Yeah. Oh, well, my guy. Shout out to my guy, Jonathan Majors. He he should have been on my list, but I couldn't put him. He only has one movie with the five bloods. So I got to see what's up with him in Lovecraft. But if Lovecraft works, watch out, oh, dude. Don't even say that that was his one movie. You know what other movie he was in? What? White Boy Rick. Oh, yeah, he was in White Boy Rick. Yeah, he was. Well, shit, huh? I got to see my guy kill it in this so then he could be Green Lantern as Jon Stewart. My my pitch for him being Jon Stewart is just going to get him to a great career because goes from TV to his blockbuster, then doing big director movies. So, yeah, Jonathan Majors and Journey Smollett are probably, you know, if I was going to say that Jonathan Majors was like on that one step before getting into the conversation... I'd say that this is Journey Simulets one step before getting in the conversation too. She, you know, she breaks yeah. on the scene in a franchise. You know, she has good TV success. This would be another good TV success for her. She's trying to break into being, you know, I feel like she's tr- trying to be in the same wave as Zoe Kravitz, but Zoe Kravitz is already ahead of her and yeah. you know, has be- better re- name recognition. Yeah. To be honest. No, I agree. Also, I gotta I gotta say this: Lapita and, and Margo are definitely leading the pack for the for the for the wave of like next up because Lapita's up there too. I, I feel like Lapita's struggling with roles right now. Yes. Post us, it's gonna be yes. interesting to see how she moves, man. Hopefully, she gets a good one. Like I don't get why Lapita's not getting good roles. Great actress. I, I don't understand why they they wasted her as Maz Kanata. That's what oh, well, that's what you're thinking. You could have <laughs> got you could have got literally anyone to play that CGI <laughs> character, but you get Lupita Nyong'o. Like we need to see her in live action. Yeah, true, true. Like, I don't know. That was so annoying. But we'll talk about that next week and continue the discussion. But that's all. That's all we got this week, Shuby. All right. Well, um, Lyndon, let everyone know what's going on with the Bros Who Think Network. All right. This Wednesday, you can check out a new episode of Run It Back. Me and Krissa and Fade will have reviewed the Dragon Ball Z movie Fusion Reborn. And then after this one, the live action Run It Back is just a couple of weeks away where we're going to be reviewing a Quentin Tarantino movie, Me, Schubert, and Ian as the first group. So be on the lookout for that. But also out on the YouTube is our review. What has happened so far? Dot, dot, dot. Dragon Ball Z Super Moro arc. We review the Dragon Ball Z Super Moro arc. Everything that's happened in the manga so far. So when the new chapter drops, we'll just be on onward and onward reviewing those chapters uh, monthly. So that's something that that's something that's out on the network. Also, my review of Exogenesis, the Noir Cesar American manga, is out now on the channel. And then Thursday, the most recent, the newest Bros Who Think will be out, where we give the Pelicans basketball team their eulogy and much more. Got a good guest in Jay San. Well, it either be out Thursday or Friday because I think I might get a guest. 
Thursday. And if I do get him Thursday, then I'm gonna just push that podcast to Friday because he he's a guy who works for KD's media company as one of the head homies in 35 Ventures. So that shit'll be lit. Shout out to my guy Bansky. So shit'll be dope. But that'll be either out on Thursday or Friday. But other than that. That's all. Be sure to subscribe to the YouTube because this app, this podcast beyond next week. If you are a listener of this podcast and you want to see me and Schubert's facial reactions and everything, this podcast will and, be on. And you should and you should want to because there's some things that, that I do are, that are left out. Yeah, that, that are left that, out that are missed. So because I see myself on video, but I forget that no one else is. Yeah, exactly. And so next week, this will be on podcast. Or this podcast will be on YouTube. So subscribe to see that with our pitching match between Schubert and Jake Madison. Me and Ian will be hosting the event. Super excited. Oh, and you guys get to meet Ian for the first time. So that'll be lit as well. That will be lit. Ian uh, came out with some hot fire at you on his first Twitter post of Bro, thank me later. Not, thank, thank me later. If any of Drake's albums are considered a miss, that is one of them. It's that one and Scorpion. Those are the two misses of Drake's catalog. Ian can just go sit somewhere with himself because that, that, those are those are mis- objectively those are mis- as a Drake fan. I love those fucking albums. I love Thank Me Later. Shut it down. Fancy that shit is hard as hell. Over. I'm, over. Fucking fireworks. Uh. What's the song with Young Jeezy? Unforgettable. Light Up with Jay-Z. I love I mean, Thank, thank Me, me later. later, the title track. Oh, you talking about, no, You Can Thank Me Now? That's, yeah. That's, yeah, that's whatever. But that, if anything's amiss, it's that one in Scorpion. I stand by that. But that's, that, that's all this week I got, Chewy. All right. Um, well, definitely listen to um, all the past reviews that we've done for avatar and if you want to talk hear more about the first half of umbrella academy we talked about in the last episode we also in the last episode did a pitch and match with uh charles and nola pels reddit aka louise go and check that out before you listen to next week's pitch and match between myself and jake madison um and uh next week we're going to be talking about projects Project Power, remember, go over what we said in Movie on the Rise because those will be the, the stuff that we'll be talking about the next few weeks. Make sure you remember that Lovecraft Country comes out on HBO next week, Ted Lasso on Apple TV. And the tax um, collector's out right now to rent. And tax collector is out now to rent. Check out Shia. But um, for Lennon Bird, my name's Adam Schubert. I hope everyone has a great week and stay safe and healthy. And as always, keep binging.